On the microphones, pure and uncensored American straight talk. Never quit. You're locked and loaded with Chris Peranto and Ian Scotto. This is the Battle Line Podcast. Episode one, Battle Line Podcast. We need a uh, catchphrase or something, Chris. It's got to come to us, though, dude. The, yeah. We can't make it up. It's got to something. We do something stupid, and the catchphrase just comes. I think you're right. It's like an inside joke. You can't just create well, it on the spot. Well, that's what I tell when they used to guys used to come down range or any other time I'm around somebody. You can't give yourself your own call sign. You can't call yourself Chainsaw or Train Killer or so. You can't. That's not. That's not how it works. The call sign has to find you. Just like if you crash the car too much, your call signs crash. Or if you lose your radio, your call signs radio. With me, mine is completely racist because I'm because <laughs> I'm Indian, and I do believe you can say Indian, guys. You don't have to say Native American. I don't get offended from it, but that's how I got mine. Peranto rhyme with Tonto. It was Tonto from Lone Ranger and Tonto because that's just how it's just 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 how it is in the community but i changed it to the a cuz if anybody speaks spanish if you don't if people that do speak spanish out there tonto t o n t o it means fool and i kept getting tired of people calling me fool <laughs> around bases in afghanistan so i put the a on it cuz but that's where it comes so it will dude we're gonna, we're going to find it it will we'll do something stupid me or you yeah. and that will be our catchphrase from here on out guaranteed that's interesting that you got into that cuz i always know that you said when people would somehow tie um benghazi they were like oh these are a bunch of white guys you would always go out there and you were like i'm mexican bro <laughs> I mean, Mex- and and boone people don't know boone boone's black so it's not. It's a, it, it, but that's just how people are. People are. Hey, you assume already because you're in the military and because maybe you're a Marine or a Ranger and because that's how it is. We're all just white crackers out there. No, Soleimani Kano, man. That's just that's 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 a stereotype and and uh, yeah, it's, it's a wrong stereotype to have. Now, granted, there's a lot of you crackers out there that are Rangers. I've served with a lot of you guys from South Georgia. I know it, man, <laughs> and North Georgia too, but. No, it's it's a it's a it's a mix, and, and you'd be you'd be I think people would be shocked, uh, especially not at Ranger Battalion, but 101st. I think they have a whole company of Puerto Ricans over there, dude. There's also Puerto Ricans everywhere. Every drill sergeant I had was Puerto Rican. Oh wow! <laughs> it's just it's a it just comes from it's a melting pot, and that that's why it's funny when people to me it's funny laughable meaning ridiculously laughable. When people claim racism and this and that, because I was in a community in the military where you had different ethnicities, you had different religions, and you didn't care. Bullets don't care. They yeah. didn't care too. Can, we can cuss, right? It's our podcast, whatever, right? Whatever the fuck <laughs> you want, yeah. People, bullets give two shits yeah. what gender, what ethnicity, what color you are. And I didn't see it either until I actually started doing with the Benghazi and got out of everything, got out of the government. And started traveling, and then you know I got more into the media, which I'm I'm getting back out of the mainstream media per se. Sure, that's when I started started seeing races. Where I when I say saw it, it was heard more. I didn't see it. I, I'll be honest, I I didn't see it anymore, and I did in the military. But where it became such a huge issue, it was 
because everybody's claiming racism for anything anymore. And it was it was to me it was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I remember Nick Irving even writing an article yeah. about you know being called like the N word at a bar, and he was like the Rangers that served with me, like they were the first, yeah, to, like yeah. beat the shit out of us. Yeah, guy. you did. We we stick up for each other. Nick, you know, I, I Nick Short, but that's all I see. That's <laughs> that's all I see. But Short, si- short <laughs> no, Nick, Nick, Nick's real deal, and and uh, I respect his service. Granted, those damn snipers always hiding. Come on, Nick, get in the line, dude. <laughs> Don't you want to crash a building? Guys, got to be hiding up now. They're the force multiplier and. And again, with Nick, I, I don't I don't see a black guy with Nick. I don't see an African American. I see a ranger. Yeah. I see a fellow brother. And and yeah, he he'll tell you right off the bat. Same way. Even the even the guys from North Georgia, somebody says that to Nick and they're from Ranger Battalion. It, no, it's 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 knuckles up with whoever's calling a, a ranger, calling him the N word. Yeah. And uh no, Nick Nick's I said I said I Nick's a ranger, period. Nick is and he's a bat boy. And she's from the for all you when I say bat boy from here on out, that means he served with the seventy fifth. It means that he wasn't just ranger qualified. That means he actually was there. Just didn't have his he had his tab and his scroll. We'll get into we'll, we're going to do a whole another episode yeah, I've, I've on the lot. difference between the tab and the scroll too. But we don't got time here. But I've heard it from <laughs> guys like you and him. Where yeah. I'll you know in my previous job where I'm like, oh, we're booking this army ranger on the show, and, and I'll say, like, what battalion? Yeah, and, and they'll go, they'll be like, that guy's not a fucking army hundred first. No, he's ranger qualified. He's yeah. not a real ranger. <laughs> and you guys have your tabs out there. Respect to you. Ranger school is hard. But come on, you you know the deal too. Hundred first. I love you, Rockasans one eight seven. But Brother, come on. And the, the guys that really respect battalion, they'll tell you. They'll say, yeah, I, I, I got my ranger tab, but I'm not a real ranger. I'm not a – not to say real ranger. I'm not a ranger. Yeah. But that's respectful. And when I meet a guy like that from 82nd, 101st, 25th or, or a cav unit, I'll be honest. Like, God, I got a lot of respect for him. I know that he could probably handle himself if he had to, and he probably could have made it over the 75th, but there was something that hindered it because those guys, they're they're, they're not insecure. They're tough, and they, they understand the, the respect that, that – uh, the hard work that goes into going to the 75th, which going through RASP when it used to be RIP, Ranger and Doctor, there actually is a, there actually is a uh, something difficult you have to go through to get that beret, which mm-hmm. it was black beret. Now it's a tambourine. Thanks, Shinsheki. I appreciate that. I that. Yeah, thank, thank. That's that's when the standards started to go, and it was something as simple as that as a General Shinsheki giving the whole army a black beret. But we'll do it. There's another. There's third episode right there. We got yeah. three episodes. <laughs> well, this will be a huge one because we have Andre Arlovsky coming yeah. on, UFC legend. He's going to be here in a little bit. But being that this is the first episode, I feel like this audience does know you, but maybe a quick introduction of who you are and sure. what you're up to now because <laughs> – there was a moment there where you couldn't turn on Fox News oh, or yeah. even, as we were saying, InfoWars without seeing Chris or <laughs> or every time I was at the gym, the commercial for the sunglasses. The sunglass commercial. And I love those things. They're still the best shooting glass I ever had. Yeah, and, and you've stepped away from that a little bit and are doing more speaking engagements and are a little bit more low profile by, by choice. Um, choice. It, it, was my, it was my choice. We, you, you get – I got tired of being – and I did. I felt like I was starting to be the pariah, the right pariah. I was the right way. And hey, guys, I believe in the God. I believe in the Bible. I believe in uh, Second Amendment and the First Amendment. I believe in the Constitution. But I, I'm not that, – that's not me. I still believe – there's Republicans out there I don't like and, and that have lied to my face directly. So I, I got tired of that. I really – and it also – what that hindered, hindered for me as far as f- speaking goes is – People that really needed to hear the story about Benghazi or, or hear about guys that were in combat or to hear about um, those those obstacles that they may have overcame, which is – we can actually go in the segue of the Patriots Creed with that. But 
the overcoming obstacles, becoming leaders, becoming maintaining leadership, what leadership is, um, never giving up, never quitting. When I was that right wing pariah, which I felt like I was being made, whether I was or not, that's what I felt. Um, I don't believe the message was getting to people that really needed to hear it. It was just, you know, I was, this is Fox, Fox, right? this is what you're going to do. Now that I'm pulled away from that, because I, I, I'm not, that's not me. I'm, I'm not a right wing pariah. I, 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 there's people on both sides I, I dislike immensely and I don't care for. Um, but the ones that weren't getting the story that needed to were the ones that didn't watch Fox. And, and me pulling away and saying, wait a second, guys, I feel it. I'm getting used a little bit. I, I'm going to back away from it. Then I started speaking to just bigger groups of both sides. You're getting both both and I, both political sides that are in the room to speak to, and they're getting a story of what Benghazi should have been about to be. That's our fault too. That's our fault. We we went that route. That but uh, I wouldn't say it's your fault so much as you're. Not, it's not like you came into no. this as a seasoned media guy. Yeah. <laughs> you were an army ranger and a contractor, and overnight, whether you liked it or not, yeah, you no. became famous. And that was a learn. That was me learning for the last three to four years of of how to navigate the media and how to navigate just being a. And I hate, I'm not a public figure. I hate being called that. But just managing my life in a public spotlight and saying, you know, I I do have some control here. Just because somebody tells me you got to be on Fox all the time for people to know you, I don't have to do that. And now I'm blessed I don't have to do that anymore. It's probably good that you did, though, because you got your name out there and and you spoke your truth, as you talked about. And at times it kind of ate up at you to have to do that all the time and have to relive the the scariest moment of your life time after well, I wouldn't time. Call it, I'll be honest. It was probably the funnest moment. It was, it was, I'd go again in a heartbeat. I the, scared to me is, is it's just in general, adrenaline is adrenaline, whether you utilize it and you get scared with it or you utilize it to fight with it. It's the same adrenaline. And when I do speaking events, that's, that's the beauty of the speaking events is I'll talk to people about that and I'll say, when you feel fear, don't look at it as fear. It's just adrenaline. How are you going to use that? It's a fight or flight response. And then you, you, you can go one of two ways. You can either shut down and let the fear overtake you where you just turn out and you go in the black. And all you all you gang guys out there know Colonel Cooper's color codes. You know, you go in the black, you shut down. Um, or you can utilize it the other route and go down and go in the orange or the yellow, which is where you kind of need to be. Or you can let it just completely go into the massive fight mode and go into the red. But you don't want to be in the red either because that's just too much. Now you're now you're just pinging off the walls. So um no it 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 it's it it helped because that's stuff I can talk to people about. It's not just Benghazi is Hillary Clinton's raw, she's awful, she's terrible. Okay, yes yeah, she is, but you know what? Fine, everybody knows that. Or you don't want to believe that. that's fine. I don't care either and, way. And by the way, the people who have a problem with guys who have served, who have been there and done yeah. that in the media spotlight and saying, oh, why are they in the spotlight? If you guys weren't in the spotlight, then the people who are going to go out there yeah. and talk about issues are people who have no idea what they're talking and about. They just read about it somewhere. And they still kind of are. Um, so, you know, being able to do that and 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 say to people, tell people, that, you know, this is this is why, you know, it wasn't because we wanted to essentially, not in my opinion, now, I can't speak for Oz and Tig and Boone that you'd have to talk to them or Jack. You know, you know Jack, that people really don't know who Jack is still because his wife runs, wears the pants in that family. And you're never going to know who Jack is because his wife doesn't want him to come out, come out and tell you who he is. But speaking for myself, um, you know, I, I just when you tell the truth and, and you want to get out there and tell the truth, I, I, I didn't I didn't want to affect an election per se. I just want people to know what happened. 
And again, if uh, people, if it was Donald Trump that would have done it to us, I'd go out and be speaking against him right now. Say, you know what? You left us behind. Then you lied about it, and I would be crushing his balls too. I would. I no problem with that. So yeah. it, it just is it right or wrong? And our politicians dirty? Well, people see the politicians are dirty. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. There's a few out there that I think still believe in integrity and have you know do have the integrity and and a, a moral courage to do the right things. But the many of them. No, and, and the media shows that too. So, and that's why I said it. That's yeah. why I went. And that's I'm glad I'm able to speak because that's where we're headed now. Is with the speaking. It's it's not about politics. I could I don't care. It's the moral courage to be able to say the right thing, and then also honor Roan and Bub and Ambassador Stevens and Sean Smith who who passed away because the focal point was really becoming us. It shouldn't be. We're not the heroes. The heroes are those four. Those are the four that gave their lives for us, and. It did. It took a lot of ARs for me after the night's over to step back and like, wow, what what am I doing? Am I, is this is this really who I is this who I want to be in the yeah. morning when I wake up? And one day I did look in the mirror. And I said, I don't I don't want to be this person that I'm becoming. This 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 crazy angry, politically driven. Where I'm on a political side. All I don't want to be on a side anymore. I want to go back to being Tano. Which Tano is Tano's side. I'm on my side. I'm not a right or left side. This is my side. This is this is what I'm going to be. And if you like me or not, whether you're right or left, I don't care. And it, 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 it's kind of like a gut check too because you're like, wait a second. This is who's been really supporting me. This has been paying the bills, the right right wingers over here. Now I'm coming out and saying, you know what? I'm not going to take a side anymore. Well, guess what? There's there's my part of the income that that's how I'm making a living. It's, sure. So it's a little scary, but it was it, as long as I'm right with God. Now felt it. Hey, then that's the right thing to do, yeah, and, and you just important. let the chips fall where they may. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I guess to give you guys listening some background on me, I'm Ian Scotto. Ian, I met- let me let me interview Ian. <laughs> yeah. well, Ian. I was going to say that I let me I, Ian. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. In. Ian, you know, I when I first met you, you was Andrew Wilcox show. You were yes, producing. Sir. And, I was I was actually technically uh, engineering culture. Engineering. Mike Bins yes, is the that's producer. Right. That's right, Mike. I was producing – you want to talk about difference in politics? I was producing Senator Bill Bradley's okay, there show. There you go. So. Well, give us some background before Will Car- – because I didn't yeah. even know this. A lot of that stuff – I even told you we're going to talk about this sure. on the show. So you give me your back because there's stuff I don't even know. About. Yeah. I mean I went to Hofstra University for radio, um, then started working – for uh, Fangoria Radio Fangor- on Sirius with no D. Way. Snyder. Did you – you were D. Snyder. I that was is awesome. Awesome, Twisted awesome sister, guy. dude. Yeah. You were in Fangoria Radio? Yes. Oh, my Lord. You were, you were aware of yeah, Fangoria of, Radio? Okay. Dude, I love the horror and all that and Twisted – and D. Snyder and Twisted Sister. Dude, come on. So now. you want to hear something funny? That's, that's high school for me. If you guys listen to the intro, I still haven't um, confirmed this yet. If I leave this in the episode, then this is in fact the case. Uh, Debbie Rashan, who is the other voice on Fangoria Radio, I'm going to ask her to do the intro for our show. Yeah, do it. Oh, so wow. if if I leave this in the show, that's her voice you're hearing at the intro. And of course, my friends in Jinx with their song "Fails" is the intro. Yeah, um, do you, you're, we got that in right. Yes, that that's cool going to be. Song. I gave that's them. Cool. I I asked them for permission, and they said you got it. And I think it. I think the message works. The attitude works. So check those guys out. J Y N X. But yeah, I met Chris working on Sirius, working on Andrew Wilkow's show at Sirius XM, and I th- I just feel like we kind of hit it off right yeah. away. When you meet yeah. someone who's genuine, you know it, and uh, we've stayed in touch all along. 
and you've been doing all these Facebook lives and I think you but I think you enjoy doing something where you could be genuinely you and they're not trying not to bring sound, you on right. yeah, exact for it's a sound soundbite on Fox News where you don't really get to say that much and you and I were saying like why not have our own forum where you could speak in yeah. long form talk to other great Americans doing interesting things for the country or interesting things in their lives and uh do something that people will enjoy and inspire them, and that's why we came about and yeah. figured we would do this Battle Line podcast. That's, and I'm glad you kept the name too. Guys, the Battle Line means absolutely nothing. People ask me, why did you put Battle Line for your tactical company? Here's why I did it. Couldn't think of a name <laughs> at all. Every cool domain name out there was at like Firebase Tactical and all the cool tactical names. You guys took them all out there. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. So I was listening to the radio and I, you know, I, I, for my workout music, I listened to Five Finger Death Punch and Slipknot and all that other, you know, all that hate rock. I shouldn't call it hate rock. I love that stuff. <laughs> all that remains. All that remains. All that remains. Two weeks. Still one of my favorite songs, two weeks from Phil, Phil Labonte out there and all that remains. We got to get him on. He'll, he'll be on. He'll be on. And he, he's, we'll get him on. And he, I think, can he fit in this room now? I think he's just jacked huge now. Well, he's also like Nick Irving, very <laughs> short, but jacked. <laughs> just jacked. We can't have him both in on the same. Well, Andre's going <laughs> to fit in here that we could fit those two <laughs> in at the same time but it, it, i uh was listening five finger death punch battle death punches battleborn came on and then there's a group that has a song called frontline which is a very it's uh they're called i can't remember i'll have to look it up but they have a group frontline and so i just battle frontline battlefront ah, that sounds cool battle line and I think I did do Battlefront at first, and I Googled it, and somebody had that domain. So I went, Battleline. Okay, that's it, and that's how it came about. So. I think it's a great name. The tactical program has been extremely successful. It has been done well. And I actually had to slow down because I'm gone too much. I, I, yeah, it is. That and speaking engagements, yeah, speaking, it's a lot. Yeah. Speaking, speaking is awesome, especially now that I'm with Kepler Speakers Bureau out of D.C. The events they get me are the people that I'm around, that's why I know this country is – we're still – as much as you want to watch CNN or Fox or MSNBC and they're going to tell you the world is going – or yeah. America is going to hell in a handbasket, it's not, guys. And, it and the, or the people with the climate change, the, the earth climate, is going to end in 10 years in 10 entirely. Year. We are still the greatest country in the world and we have the, still the greatest people in the world. And those events I have because they're corporate, just getting – seeing people from different – again, different everything, yeah. especially different politics and them coming – and and coming together just to, to to hear hear a story and it is kind of a tragic story. To, but to le- lessons learned about leadership from that, to me, just reaffirms to me that uh, yeah, this is the greatest country in the world. Still, from just the people in it. So don't guys turn off the news every once in a while, except for our podcast. But we're not the news; we're entertainment. Yeah, and, right? Are we entertainment? I, uh, yeah, and also <laughs> I think we're going to interview people in yeah. the UFC world, in rock, in uh, you know military. Yeah who have great stories that are going to inspire people and realize that there are great people out there doing things that will uplift them. And that's uh, the difference between this one. And and as you said, we'll even get into spirituality. We'll get into all different things that other podcasts are not really covering. And And, and that's, that's a shame because we, because they need to this country and again, spirituality. I don't care. Good Christian. I am a Christian, but I'll tell you right now as a good Christian, I'm not going to tell you you have to believe in Christianity, but I will tell you this. You need to believe in something. There is something out there, and I fought alongside Islam, Islamic, uh, not Islamic militants, guys. That's Islamists. Now we're getting into terrorists. I've never done that before, but I've fought alongside Muslims yeah. and Hindus, and, and you know it doesn't matter. We all care. When I see bullets don't see the difference in the religion. We just cared about each other, 
And so all I'm going to tell you is if is just have faith in something, and it can be faith in a tree. I, I don't care. I mean, what's what's the imps in – what is it, Lord of the Rings? See, that's as much geek I am. I love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> have, have faith in a tree imp. I don't care. I, I, ho- I wish hope they're real. Maybe they are out there. It doesn't matter. There's something bigger than you out there, and that's where we're going to go different, a little bit different. We say that, right? Are we, we're not just lip serving this. No, I, I okay. think that we're going to be willing to have all different people on because it is true. There's all these – I mean – Everything actually is very secular now where it's yeah. like you can't have someone on to talk about yeah. Christianity. You can't – why not? We're, I think we should be open to having anyone on that we think is of interest to people, is going to uplift yeah. people. Hell yeah. Um, the, so the other thing I was going to say about the name Battleline since you were talking about the origin of See, it I'm is, listening to you, dude. I, no, I know. Uh, I, we're, uh, we're, we, we got Andre coming in in just a little bit. So um, is just the fact that Chris actually, I think it just speaks to him, is that he's not a guy with a giant ego who's like, I, this needs to be the Chris Peranto show. Because <laughs> it's a collaborative effort. effort. It is we, not. I don't want that. Just, yeah, no. we wanted a name that was actually kind of neutral but badass. Bro, that, you I know, don't even know will, why you even wanted to use that's. I like, well, I like I like battle. See, and that's where I'm cool with it too. And, and I think it's your it's your brand. It's built yeah. up, but I I do prefer having a name like that as opposed to the Chris Bronto show because no, it's no, going to no, be no. about the people who are on just yeah. as much as you or me. I, I and believe me, I I hate that. I can't stand. I can't even watch my I watch myself on TV. <laughs> you know, like gosh. I wouldn't buy sunglasses from that idiot right there. <laughs> What's he doing? Or he, I, I still have never watched an interview. I, I watched. Wait, I take it back. I did watch the very first interview I did on, with Brett Bear. Okay. The very. But other than that, I have never watched it because I just look at myself going, "God, I look like such a jackass." <laughs> I hope. I know. I. I can't, I'm just. I can't do it. I, I can't. I just can't do it. And I've listened to myself way too many times because I'm always the one editing the podcast. You definitely or all have a good stuff. voice, dude. Thank dude, you, man. You, I appreciate you sound it. like Barry White. Dude. You always you, say that, you got, dude. I'm telling you, he's got that low. Baritone voice. I got the nasally voice. That is what got me into it, though, is I remember I was working, you know, prior to all this, I was working at Tower Records as like an 18, 19, like 19 year old kid. And uh, I was trying to figure out what the heck do I want to do with my life? And people would come in, buy albums, get in a conversation with me. And all the time they're like, you have a really good voice, man. You should do radio. You should should do voiceover. And, you know, I was used to like my mom saying that. But when your mom says it, it doesn't mean anything. But when it's complete strangers, I was like, all right, maybe this is something I'll pursue. And Hofstra had a great radio program. So, I mean – we're talking about like 2005 years. So I've been doing it ever since then. Right. Um, you're you're a pro. I wouldn't. Thanks, I man. wouldn't have done it if anybody else would have asked me. I wouldn't have done this. I, it means the world to me, man. And, and you from from just the first ten minutes, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing over here anyway, except being. I said, Ian, you could take care of everything. Just let me talk because. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I think people I no like idea. that though. Is that you're not you're, you're <laughs> not one of these guys who comes in here super polished with an agenda of you know you, you're just being oh, you. Yeah, you're a regular yeah. dude, and and I think that's what people are going to like. And I would like to think I am as well. So I think that's what people. You're pretty are regular, enjoy. dude. You got a little bit more jacked since I've since you, you first started. You've been hitting the gym. Got, you? got a personal trainer certification since I quit that's my last right. job. That's so. right. So if if this all fails, me and Ian are going to start our own training business here. Well, we got to talk. We'll definitely talk fitness on here i think well, i mean you even know, even that, your wife is into fitness no wait so. that fitness is fitness is spiritual to me and my wife especially guys and for those of y'all who don't know my wife beautiful she is in such great shape and this is just tells you how dedicated she she was an all-american volleyball player played at university of Nebraska at omaha and that's where i met her um and that's beautiful too because those that play volleyball 
you don't even tell me, guys, you've never looked at the spanky pants when the women are playing volleyball because they jump. <laughs> even Spencer's not they, exactly. They, they jump all the time, always jumping. So they build those leg muscles and those gluteus maximus gluteus. Oh, yeah. And my wife has not lost it yet. But that's not where I'm going. <laughs> that's not where I'm going. And my wife's going to kill me for saying this. Hey, that's the, that's a compliment. It, it, it is. That's what I, that. I hope not. But she's bigger than me, too. She's also, like, taller than me. So, and that's also for a volleyball player. They're tall. But – Right when I graduated from range school, I went through in the winter. I graduated in range school. Was, I was a uh, class uh, 02001, but I graduated actually a week before Christmas. So uh, it was graduate December 2000, emaciated. I mean, I'm 130 pounds. I haven't slept. You know, I, I, I am. I'm, and get, the next morning, I graduated from range school. She comes to the graduation and she wakes me up at 6 a.m. in the morning and drags my ass to the gym. So we're going to the gym. I said, I just, are you kidding me? I just got back from range. I'm, I'm tired. I was, no, get up. We're going to the gym. She drug my ass to the gym the next day after I graduated from ranger school. And that I, I actually got on a bike and all I could do f- just to even save it. Cause you, you, I look good. Believe me, I was shredded. I had veins from my neck down to my pelvis, but <laughs> You're like pointing down, yeah, pointing, but, <laughs> but no, you are in such bad shape. I couldn't even ride the bike for like maybe two miles. I'll not overcome my bike, but that just shows how dedicated and how she pushes me. I mean, Did you have her. to eat? Because I have, I, I have this. Did you have to eat kind of like crap in order to bulk up a little bit? No, because actually, I'm naturally thin, you know. So p- the whole idea of oh, you need to eat clean all the time. No, if no, you're, I, if you're someone no. who has been, you know, skinny as like a younger kid, you do have to eat some cheeseburgers and I, some I burritos. Would, and, I'll tell guys this too. Unless yeah. you're going to, for a competition, you do need to put some fat on you every once. If you're a runner, I still run. I'm a spiritual runner. I still put at least 40 miles in a week, if not more, running. You have to eat fat or your body will, will you'll get injured. That's where injuries take place. Those guys that are super shredded or been dieting, first of all, if you're doing a photo shoot, all I, don't let any one of those dudes don't d- d- tell you that they don't diet before that photo shoot. Oh, and course. then you can touch the pictures up too. You can. Been there, guys. Get your I, 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 know, I know you can because I've been. Thank you, Barry Morgenstein. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, but you have to. But if you are actually an athlete and you're and or you're training constantly, CrossFit, whatever, or you're a runner, you are a runner. You have to eat bacon every once in a while. You've got to eat that cheeseburger every once in a while. You need a candy bar. You've got to have that fat because if not, your body. It's, it's got to feed on something. It'll start to feed on your muscle, and then you start to break down. And yeah. actually, that's when the injuries occur. So don't think for a second that you you can't eat a piece of bread if you're working out. You, yeah, you got to. I, you, it, those are the ones that are really dieting hardcore to me are not putting enough time into whatever they their workout's going to be in the gym. If you're not seeing the results you want to see, then you got to try a different workout. Yeah. Just, and, yeah. No, you're exactly right, brother. Yeah. Do you think I'm going to go have a cheeseburger and we're done with it? Yeah. I'm, so you've heard us. it here. Chris is not keto and you've seen his picture. No, never. Uh, no. But no. anyway, we got Andre Olavsky coming in is like he, any second. So do we need to go grab him? Or? He may he may be on his way in. I don't know. He is he is, is Spencer saying he's here or because we're recording. OK, Spencer is seeing if, he, if he's here. But anyway, we're in New York City because he's about to in just a few days fight at UFC 244 against big boy Jarzinho Rosenstrike. I believe I'm saying that Holy right. Cr- how do you even – I can't even – I, I listened awesome. to see how uh, they were announcing the UFC. <laughs> but, yeah, by the time you hear this, that fight will have already happened. 
Um, so we're interviewing him before then. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully he's going to kick some ass. I mean, we'll get into it. But the guy's been fighting for 20 years and is still doing and he's still it somehow. Doing it. I don't know how the hell he's still fighting. And he still enjoys it. I think uh, I've talked to Andre. Andre and I became – well, you know, we'll, we'll chat more about Yeah, we'll get into it with him. So uh, we're going to bring him in right now. It's uncomfortable silence. I feel I, awkward right now. Oh, well, I'm I'm about to do my intro. Oh, sorry, you. sorry, sorry. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I can't intro if you're laughing during the intro, <laughs> sorry, sorry, or I might have to leave that in there. Sorry, sorry, All right. Sorry. As <laughs> I, 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 fault, dude. Right. I told you. All right, let's do this. As promised, joining us in studio, UFC legend Andre Orlovsky, the Pitbull. You're here uh, getting ready for UFC 244 against big boy Jerzinho Rosenstrike. You've been Not the for easiest like name to pronounce. 30-some years, haven't you? Like, no, like you've been UFC at least 47 nope. years? Nope. <laughs> over, over 20, though, at this point, right? Fuck, no. Come on. Seriously? Wikipedia or something. You know? Okay, here on Wikipedia. First fight in the UFC was uh, November 16, 2000. Atlantic City, Taj Mahal. It was UFC 28. Okay, so we're off a year. It's been 19 years. But I'm even thinking prior to UFC. I mean, you were uh, fighting. Ah, uh, like in, in general, uh, yeah, total like 20 years. Debut was uh, 1999, yeah. October 6. Wow. Anybody that doesn't know, just so me and Andre's banter, we've actually been friends for... I, I don't like to tell that to people because... He's so damn ugly. No, you dude, you're good looking, man. You're good looking. No, he he's a good dude. Him and I have been actually, I would say, pretty close for not being able to see each other a lot. But you're gonna hear us. So just don't worry about my safety. He's not gonna squish me now. Maybe later. But but we will banter a lot. So and and Andre's a solid solid dude. And he actually, you know, he we got some alligator photos too. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ian. Go ahead with the intro again. No, that's. I mean, that's the intro. Let's get oh, right my. into everything. I feel like. I mean, we're getting into the origins of the, of the MMA career. I mean, very early in the game. And when did you? How did you get started in the MMA world? Um, back in 1999, I won World Cup in sambo wrestling, yep. and um, the Russian government gave me. Fifty dollars. I remember I put my <laughs> my own three dollars and I bought first pager. It was Motorola, I believe. Yeah, and um, you had a pa- yeah, I remember pager, we had pagers. Yes, yeah, it was super. I was super cool, you know. I had a I had a pager too. Yeah. I remember Ranger Battalion first pager. That was how you got notified to come back on base if we ever had to go to war. Yeah, and I met <laughs> I met some guys. Yeah, they brought um, at that time they brought boxers and kickboxers United States. They pay me fifty dollars per month. So. For me, it was big money, and I decided, why not? Dude, that's still big money to me. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> where's my 50 bucks for being on the show? Easy guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even know that, dude. That, mm. That's cool. I never talked to you about that. That's, yeah. that's neat to see you got over here and And, watch and I decided, <laughs> do I, I want to be a police officer or maybe try and try to be lucky like in the United States? I choose to come here, and I, I think I hit jackpot, you know? So 19 years later. Dude, you're still kicking ass out there. I know. I, when I, I am going to get to a fight. I know I've been saying that for four years. I got to go home for Halloween, though. My, my four-year-old needs me. Halloween cool? on Thursday, fight on Saturday. Dude, f- uh, <laughs> what do I look like, man? I, I just, just, just ask him. I mean, it's a big fight, too. I mean, Nate I, Diaz, main event. It's I a get great so card. I'll be honest with you. First of all, when I find out I'm going to fight here yeah. in New York and Madison Square Garden, a lot of fights. It's a legendary place. Yeah. And fuck yeah. I Is mean, this your I'm first like, time I'm, fighting I'm, in MSG? Yes. 
I'm like Nike, just do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is your wife okay? Is she coming with you? She's coming, f- I believe, Friday. Oh, yeah. cool. That, that, that's one thing in traveling in Montreal. Family, man. No, but no, 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 no. She came to support me. I'm not going to see her here, here till like, I mean, fight's going to be over. Be so, over. Yeah. But, but at least when you know that she's, yeah. that, that means a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how long have you been married? And I, you know, you've been asked a lot. Together, of times, we, yeah. I met him back in 2009. He used to study here in New York. We had like one year uh, long relationship. Um, I was in Chicago. She she was here. So uh, in 2010, I brought her to Chicago, and in 2013, we moved to Florida. It means means a lot, man. It does with the family, and then also you get to be in the sun. Can you talk to my wife, please? I want to move to Florida. I'm tired of being please, please. I need I need like someone like like who I can hang out and like <laughs> we can go shoot dude. shooting range, like have some whiskey and also. Dude, if this podcast blows up and we could move to Florida, like off, I'm in. Yeah, I'll I've been trying to. I just can't. I can't get my my 15 year old runs the house. I can't get him. To, he's like, no, Dad, I want to stay here. But I said, where do you want to stay in the cold? Let's go to Florida. Florida man. It's nice. It is. It's I like cold, but listen. Florida much better. That, okay, as soon as you come to a training, battleline training, then I'm coming to it. Now we'll we'll see. You know that's. Different. I'll get <laughs> no, down no, to Promise homestead. right now. Promise. I promise. Well, I'm <laughs> trying to get back to Homestead, man. I'm oh, trying. I had to get back down there. We'll go shooting, and okay. you can show me how to shoot. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> okay. What? okay. Okay. So, so here's one thing I was wondering. I mean, when you're in Florida, you must have a very regimented training schedule of like this is what I do day to day. What's it like when you come to New York? I mean, do you have a certain gym that you go to where you know you know people and you're training, getting ready for no, this big all fight? hard work done. So we just came uh, <clears throat> here. Um, UFC set up some training room at the hotel. So just 40 minutes, one hour top. That's it. And be ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So it's like getting ready, getting ready for a big game. Practice, practice, practice. But yeah. practice repetition, is over. repetition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just break a sweat and like Nike, just do it. You know? I mean, after twenty years of doing it, though, do, do things change of of how you get prepared? Um. Now you, I have to choose. Have, for example, like tonight, a uh, glass of wine with Mr. Tanto. Just, you know, just go to sleep, you know, because I'm not 20 years anymore, unfortunately. So I have to, like, you know, choose what's more important for me at this point. When you're young, man, you could go. I used to do that to my guys. Get drunk. We, Whole let's, night let's go drink. Party let's and go like, drink. Yep. Next day, it's like nothing happened, you know. Now, can't do it now. Now, like... Three, four days, you have to, like, recover. So. Dude, I well, when I hear about John Jones, I mean, it's, like, legendary of this guy going out, getting wasted, and then winning every fight. Uh, there's some guys that's their well, – how old is he? I have no idea. But he, I think John Jones is, like, 30. He's a little bit See, younger than you, not 30. He's old, more than 30. But well, I'm a lot older than well, First of all, he's very talented, no doubt about it. But uh, yeah. sometimes he doesn't act like like smart, <laughs> smart, smart person. Oh, yeah. He did some dumb shit, but he's still good. What's it, when you get older, I can't even handle. I can't handle any of any. any yeah, thirty-two any, is rap said. Thirty-two. So. Yeah. Holy shit! I'm forty-eight, dude. You're talking about guy. Yeah. When I was thirty-two, yeah, I could do that. And I, that's how I would haze my guys at battalion, my my team. I, we would get because I can run drunk. I'm a great runner, and I would get drunk, and then I'd say, "Okay, guys, let's go run." And that's how you they make them quit or not. But no, I can't. Dude, I'm the same as you, bro. I have one whiskey now, and I'm bedtime. It, my wife hates it. I tell you that much. She's like, "Hey, let's go out to dinner." No, let's just stay in. I want to watch a movie. Okay, yeah. let's go to bed. 
All right. No, I mean sleep. Let's not go to let's just go to bed. My wife's gonna hate this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. So like what time do you have, do you have a time that you go to sleep, time that you wake up when you're getting ready for a big fight? Um no, now I'm kind of try to go to sleep around midnight, eleven o'clock and wake up like nine, ten. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not saying you're old. I'm on schedule. Yeah, you're not. You're not old. I don't even want to know how old you are. I don't even look at the bio, dude. Unfortunately, not thirty-two like Jones. No, bro. You you've been what 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 admire a lot. You a lot. Just your humbleness. Um, unlike me, that very much. You're very quiet, very humble, and that's that's what drew me to the beginning. When we first met. It's like, man, he's the nicest guy in no, the world. I, first, you signed card for me. It's my friend it was from Albuquerque, Mr. At, Walter, brought for me. And that was at Shot Show. That was at Shot Next Show. Next year, I was in Shot Show. Yeah, and since that, I bother you all the time. Yeah. Every time. And you, did you get the? Did you get the P, the Maxim? The Maxim PDX? Did you get one of those guns yet? The toolbox. Nope. We didn't. That's right, Mike. What the heck? We need to get. That's we need fine. to get on. No, no I'm telling him right no, now. No, it's okay. No, you know what? I haven't even talked to him in like three months. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm going to probably meet him in January. So you will. will definitely. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm going. Why not? Because I haven't. He hasn't told me yet. Again, Mac, the Maxim Defense. Been with these guys forever. I don't know. Again, that's. I just. I love them to death. But, but honestly, Shaw Show. I, I, it's not fun for me. Joshua is not fun well, for me. It's, a big time. it's because I, I, I it's a, you, I can't walk around. I, I can't do any. And I love the people there. They're so nice, but it's just overwhelming. And so I, I get it. I, I get people that enjoy it. I, I kind of understand because you know, when you go to USC, everybody knows who you are. But it, it, it's not. That's not. That's not me. Yeah, I don't want the attention. I just. I just. I just want to go back to my room and you know just just. Hey, whiskey was Alaska. <laughs> you just call me a little. I'm just being a little bitch. I, I mean, I think the difference though is just like you live that tactical lifestyle 24 seven. I mean, it's what you yeah. do. Yeah. For him, this is like a getaway from the fighting world of another hobby of shooting. Is that? But that's me coming to a fight though. Okay. I, nobody. Should... Yeah. No. That's cool for me because yeah. nobody knows the hell I am. It's yeah. it's, it's it's awesome. It's been, Joshua, they would know Joshua, who you are if you're at a yeah, UFC yeah, fight. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, ah. But then Joshua is it's just it's it's work. It it's feels like work. work. Yeah. It feels like work, and yeah. that's what I don't like. And and there's a very it's very it's, it's there's some there's some some people around there that I, this very insecure very. It's not people I, I would generally hang out with all the time. There's some great people there, but without trying to ostracize my whole following here, <laughs> saying Joshua <laughs> doesn't suck, but it's. It's just it's not fun, and and it takes me away from the family, which I want to be home with the family. Yeah. And Vegas is not. Vegas is. I'm through. I'm over Vegas. Vegas is cool for what it is, but I've been there. A couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Couple exactly. Yeah, yeah, couple yeah. of days, bro. So d- did you get into the shooting thing when you came to America? Was that always a hobby of yours? No, when I was police officer, we shoot like maybe once a week. They just give gave us three ammo to make a. Just, yes, to, like just make sure you're gonna hit three times stands. Qualification got, sounds yeah, like our, yeah. sounds like some of our police departments. <laughs> yeah, here's a mag. Go yeah. make sure you can hit the target not, from not three feet three, away. Only three bullets. Three bullets. Yeah, not not even like eight. Three. Holy. And uh, I came here. I met some guy. He he from Israel. He was um, security one. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Um, Secretary of State back in 2000. Um, worked with Israelis. I know if I said it because you've even said it to me once. I, yeah, I'm, I'm googling and he, it. And he like said, oh, "Let's, let's." I said, "Yeah, we, I went with him a couple of times in the range. I kind of like it." And uh, now, yeah. I Who was the president at the time? What what year was it? Uh, I don't even remember. 
I know you're talking because we call you um, uh, Paul. Was it Paul? What Colin, was Colin Powell? Yeah. Was he sex safe or sex deaf? Shows how much I know about politics. <laughs> yeah, so you're putting us all on the spot. And, here, and I even work for these dang organizations. Yeah, just, I don't even know who the hell they are half the time. So that's how you guys made the connection. It just it was it was it was well it was no it was guns. I'm, yeah, no. At shot show. Shot show guys mm-hmm. uh, who sell mm-hmm. me in Albuquerque. He went to shot show and he met and Mr. Tanto. He signed something <laughs> for me. Still. I'm like, me. by the way, like I'm a big fan of you. Before you, like I met you and uh, what you did, like it's fuck, it's. I watch 13 hours probably like 30 times. That's what you know. time. Yeah. It, I all the time send you <laughs> pictures when you're dancing, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Well, you know what's funny is I've heard a lot of people say they thought Pablo did a great job of portraying Chris. He did. And that on. people who do know Chris say, like, this guy, he he got it completely. Did you feel that way when you watched Pablo it? did an excellent job, man. He he's, he was fantastic. I mean, but you just know me personally. I know I'm a smart ass, but also very try to be respectful when I can be. Yeah, try to. You know, I have a problem sometimes. But... Yeah. yeah. So you how? I mean, how do you feel when you watched it and then met him? I just I just you know what I, I was kind of like uh, fucked up because I I I'm, I I knew uh, uh, Mr. Tanta and I met him and. Boom came to me and said, yeah, yeah. and I said like like an idiot. So I didn't recognize him, you know, because like in my head it was like faces from uh, from the movie, you yeah. know. And um, uh, Chris told me this is worse. Oh fuck! I'm so sorry. Just I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, you just, say whatever yeah. you want. It's, yeah. it's Thomas fucking it was, show. It was fun, you know. I start follow like I try to like uh, attend the seminars when they teaching, but something it's not never happened. Just, I wasn't like in a camp or something or yep, fighting yep, like you know yep. just maybe one day. It, I think he was shocked that I was so much better looking than Pablo when he first saw me. That was the shock. I was like, oh, my God, you're just like that glow. He's like, but, you know, he got over that, dude. And I, I, what I want to know, you know, we talk about I mean, we talk about farms. What do you, are you, are you carrying, you still, did that Glock holster fit you? And is that what you're carrying right now? Is that it, when you can, not that you can't, he can't in New York, okay? We got it. Not He's not New carrying, York, can't not carry in New York. Of course not. Um, but, but, but they have something different. I, I don't even. You got your fist of fury, dude. That'll Tactical work. pen. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Sh- 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 nah, secret. Yeah. But what? Tell me what is it? Because I know a lot of people. Depends, want, what's, your, it, what's your weapon of choice? It man? depends uh, what day of the week. Monday one, Tuesday different one. Third, do you one, carry, third yeah. one. Do you carry? Do you, so you got all different types. I'm I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Can you at least give us some of your favorites? What did you? Don't tell me Glock is your favorite. Even though I sent you a holster for it. I like Glock, They're but okay. my favorite okay. is the and CZ. They're good. FM. CZ, guys, six, six, good. I have a 365. I like carrying that. It's good concealed, but CZ spot. You got two. I, and but then I also have to give props because STI. Actually, I, yeah, actually, I don't have the Daniel Defense yet. Don't. Um, I am not a big fan of Daniel Defense. defense. Ah, no, that's, that's no, no, no. I would. Why. I would. I, if you want to, I'm not going to say that I would take you from Daniel Defense, but I would recommend. No, I, I'm not a big Daniel Defense fan guy. Okay, so they they're, they they got the name, you know, because of you, not because of me, because they know I've never I've never really supported them. But if you want to carry Daniel Defense, go ahead until the gas reg system breaks on you, then you yeah, <laughs> the bolt. But it's okay; you can carry it if you want. If you want, but CZ spot on, STI makes great guns. But nowadays, guys, more people it's more for really building your own gun instead of just going and getting an AR. Build it. I mean, that's that's the best because. Some people make better butt stocks. Some people make better uppers. Yeah. Some people make better lowers. 
putting it, building together, making it your own is honestly the best way to do it now than just going and buying a stock. A stock, but I can. You lie. Why can't you? I can build. I just not I, just build. I, I, just I, no, I ask a guy who like built all the time to help me, and he that like said tell tell me all the time not tomorrow, I'll call me like day after, and just like never happened. I know, I know, I screwed, I know, I screwed you over with the with with the with the PDX because they didn't get back here. But I I I do have James Zampier out there. He's a he builds guns in Arizona for me. I'll have him put you in touch with him. And if he screws you over, then you just tell Tom. Every time I tell you I'm going to help you, you can tell me to f off because <laughs> I'll be over two, I'll go for three. But I definitely, because, uh, and we do, I, I want to get and shoot because we, we we've we been trying to schedule something. I mean, it comes up for, for both of three years. So definitely, and I, I want to see what you, so we will definitely video that. So okay. You will be surprised. <laughs> People and, dig that. I, I would dig that. And uh, and it'd be fantastic, bro. I, um, you know, I, I, I got you, and we've been talking about, and actually one of the things I remember with your pit bull, dude, Max, is it Maximus? Maximus, Maximus yeah. Maximus, yeah. The, uh, you know, because of the show, I do want to talk about because I'm, you know, I'm a big. I you know dog fighting's awful. So if you could go into that a little bit, maybe just. What is there any organizations or talk about a little bit? I know why you got Maximus. You oh, know, definitely, I'm against dog fighting. There's no doubt about. And um, I had a great pit. I put him sleep like put him down. That uh, was January twelfth, two thousand seventeen. <clears throat> I remember that because I yeah, went before two weeks, fight. Took two weeks before my fight, so. Yeah. This guy, he was with me like everywhere. Like, my fans sent me to Papis one I gave to uh, my jujitsu coach, Dino Castells, uh, Maximus, I kept for myself, and uh, he was a great fucking dog. No doubt about dogs. It's like, yeah. and then my, my son asking me all the time, oh, that, let's take a dog. No, <laughs> so, you, so, do you have, how many do you have now? Just no, I don't just want to talk anymore. I, I was so well, touched him. It was I, so for, yeah. I, I, I cry like a baby. Yeah, I remember so. I, t- I text. I did. I remember I texted because I heard. I, yeah, I heard through so. the grapevine when I had all that social media and somebody said. And I remember I hit you up because yeah. that's a big deal, especially if you because you had him for a while and he. Was, I had him uh, for eleven years. Yeah. Was he? Did you? I can't remember. Did you find him when he was actually fighting? Did you no, save no, him no, from no, fighting? No, no, no. Okay, I, I was like I was involved okay. in some organization against the dog fighting, but it's my friend sent me to puppies. That's right. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. How did you get involved in that? By the way, the combating dog fighting stuff, the you know going against it. They contact my management management team, and uh, I did some post. I attend some like seminars, I guess, and that's it. I just uh, uh, gave some shit to that weak football player guy. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. Uh, the um, uh, Mike Vick. Mike Vick. Yeah. When all that was going on. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah there's it. there's a really known uh, tattoo artist, Brandon Bond, who's very into the pit bull community, and I think he's actually been at Shot Show. He's a, he's a guy into firearms as well, oh, and uh, he rescued some of those pit bulls from Michael Vick, oh, and you know talked about how they're great dogs. It's just you know the owners that are fucked up. It's always it's always the owner. We screw up everything, don't we? It's always yeah. the, not that me, but. I'm I'm great. Dude. Just pe- yeah, I know humans. <laughs> humans, uh, that's all right, man. I I did want to. I know it's on the notes, but I did want to ask you about that because I didn't know. No, I, no, I, know I that kind of like feel better, but uh, back in like two years ago, it was sucks for me. Well, don't think about it anymore. No, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know. I brought it up. Don't think about it anymore. And just no, look, no, no. Of look, course. Look at my good-looking face, and I don't smile. <laughs> no, I just I know it's something that you're passionate about. So I, you know, I wanted to put that down. Um, but a- anything in particular with prepping for this fight that stands out to you? I mean, this is a big one, as we said, 19 to 20 years in the yeah. game. What are you doing to get ready? Well, first of all, 
train hard. I'm I'm pretty much the first person who came to the gym and probably the last one who's living, you know, just still open some uh, young fighters' asses and uh, <laughs> I'm going to face another an, another tough fighter. He undefeated MMA, great uh, kickboxing um, record. He was a champion somewhere. But he's a dirty motherfucker, you know. He was uh, when he yeah. fought in Japan, he put, put grease on his uh, body and uh, oh, shit. yeah, so he's dirty. Um, just promised I will do everything possible to whoop his ass. That's it. Simple. I think tell people even you, whether you're you UFC fighter and you're doing it for such a long time, and a lot a lot of the followings, and I talk about that in the books that that I have too. But I want you to help mindset. Mindset is what you know. You physically be ready. But your mind is going. Your mind is going to yep. give you give up before your body ever does. Yep. And you know how. I, I don't people want to hear that. Not just from they hear stories of us uh, as the Rangers and Seals, but just in the everyday normal, the everyday life and UFC fighter as well. You know how that your body's in pain and I, maybe even give me a specific. I want to know, like a specific fight where your body was in pain and you willed yourself to win, man. First of all, I, I I really don't pay attention what's like hurting because it's like it's like temporary, you know. But that, uh, and again, that's that's a mind. That's, but, that's what's but, awesome. But uh, um, I mentioned like my my fans send, send me to puppies when I gave to uh, when I gave to my jujitsu coach Dina Castells, and once he told me, discipline is remembering what you want. Yeah. Trust me, every fucking day when I wake up, like during the camp, I know why I fucking started this. Why I'm continuing to do this shit, like for what. So, of course, I'm selfish. I'm doing for myself. I want to be... I'll try to do everything possible to be a champion again. But you still I, you still want it. That's what... Uh, that's fuck it. yeah. I yeah. still have fire in my eyes. Plus, I have wife. I need money, you know. <laughs> and and I have, like, two, 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 two little guys, like my sons, you know. I just... I'm doing this shit for them. Every, it is. Every, yep. That, that's what I love is that you get up and your mind is there and you want it and that's why you do it. And you're, 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 if you if you didn't enjoy it, no, you no, do now it just I'm in good hands. No. Like great coaches, you know, just like I'm in, I'm in a good motivation friends. is the and key my wife is most important. She, she has, my wife supports me, you know. So that and that's a benefit. I people and I, Ian and I were talking about this. You know, I do. I had a rough rough patch when I was talking and, and you knew. Honestly, sorry about that, guys. You you even knew that we weren't going to talk about her. She didn't need to be talked about. But was, I had you know I, I was I didn't have my wife in my life, and you realize how bad how you think you're the toughest dude in the world. You are, but, but if you don't have that support. To, one yes. word of some like uh, look, you know, it's just make you ruin yes. all your fucking day. You know, like all you like like uh, um, uh, how would I say uh, it, it, all, all your. It gives you that base, that motivation yeah. uh, to push, yes. and that's yes. and that's what I try to tell to to anybody that's going through hard times, whether it be veterans, whether it be you know uh, athletes, because I you know I, I was very blessed to be able to play football. I was athletic, so I paid for college. But anyone that it's it's not you, dude. It's that person that, that pushes you through. Yeah. And when you're married, oh man, guys that go through hard times, I ask, are you married or divorced? Well, I'm divorced or I'm separated. Well. Yeah. That's probably it, all right? But you can figure it out for yourself. But that, that, so that's awesome. I like hearing it because that's that's motivating to me, and that just pushes people yeah. that are listening, hopefully out there. You know, look at themselves like, man, am I am I am I really as badass as I thought I was? I wonder why I'm going through this. Well, look to your left and your right. Are those people that were there for you in the beginning? Are they there for you now? Mm-hmm. And that's that's if they're if you say no, that's probably why badass. You're not as badass as you think. 
go get back with that person yep. that you're supposed to be. Yeah, that's that's all. And your kids, I want to ask them because I really don't. I'm pretty protective of my kids. You'll never see pictures of their faces. I just very. But if you don't want me asking, I'll tell you how mine are. Mine are 15, 11, and then I have a four year old peanut. And that little boy, he's like his dad. Uh, he runs around pulling on his little pee pee. He does. He's, <laughs> he does pull, but how he does? He's like he's like he's, he's such your father. He's such your he's such you're such your son. He walks around just doing this. So I don't even know where he got it from. I, obviously. <laughs> But how old are your your boys? And then my uh, oldest one's seven, and the youngest one right. he's like uh, sixteen months. Yeah, sixteen. Oh, he's wow. a little. Yeah, so he's gonna be running around pulling on his. His will be Soon. a big pee pee. My my son. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Peanut. It's your dad. I can't do nothing about it. But yeah, your oldest one. Those pictures, because that means everything. Going out and going gator hunt. Yeah. That is experiences that. I'm glad you get to enjoy. I, I, oh, listen! I try to do everything possible for him. Like what my dad doesn't do to me, so didn't do to me. So that's why I just I try to be a great f- uh, father, father, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how to be. I just have a, had a feeling I have to do this, this, that. So just it's like only like feelings, you know. Well, that's time. Right. Time will show. Am it's, I was right. was right or wrong? Oh, know? I'm so. sure sure you'll be right. Do you yeah. want to be? And you've probably been asked this before, but I'm curious because people ask me this question about my son. Do you want him to be a UFC fighter? Fuck no. That's what people ask me. Do you want my? Just, no, no, tell me, and I'll tell you my story today. I, I I can't explain why. I think the kids right now is is they not like tough like yeah. like uh, you are like me. You know myself. They just uh, just different the generation. You know, it is, it's it like is. it's. I'm not sure they can that he can go through like uh, what I went through like so. But also growing up in the former Soviet Union, I mean, I think things like that would make you tough. Best Nas dudes are tough, dude. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, wait, I respect. I respect for the, so, for their military yeah. for those special. He wants special to play units. football. He likes baseball. I, have, I I don't understand. I don't know anything about baseball. But listen, if you like it, please take one do please. But no fighting. No fighting. Sure. Baseball would be great. My well, baseball. Yeah, I would uh, love to. Play. You know, I met some guy and I read some news how my uh, how much they make. So fuck yeah. You gotta be in the springtime yeah. at these coliseums, <laughs> yeah. just just standing out in the center field, smelling the grass and. <laughs> That's what people ask me. You want your son to be a ranger? I said, No. Here's a golf club. No, go. I yeah. want him to go play golf. Yeah. You know, I. But also, thing is, I think same as you is. We also know. That's through my parents. I feel bad for them now because I probably put them through hell with them worrying for all the times. But they didn't really know what I was doing. I know of my son, so I know what he's. I know what could happen because yeah. I know. Yeah. That that and I think that's part of this. You you know what it feels like to get punched in the face and have your nose broken. You don't want your son to feel like that. Three weeks ago, he had first uh, take one tournament. You know. Oh, he so he he took he took uh, two golds, one bronze, and two wow. uh, two bronze medals. Wow. I didn't sleep first of all whole <laughs> night before the tournament. Like I'm fighting. And next day, he when he took uh, silver and uh, two bronzes, he gave me like shit. What the fuck, that you promised me like uh, I'm gonna get all gold, said, baby. Like it's good for you at seven age. Yeah, my first uh, medal was when I was sixteen. I know. No, I wanna throw those fucking in the garbage. Said, baby, come on. He started like uh, acting like. Uh, yeah, like, I know. I, I didn't talk with him like four hours. He said, "Okay, that understood." Fuck, baby. I told you you're gonna take gold like it yeah. was like uh, kicking and sparring. No doubt about. it. Weapons and uh, forms, yeah. you're not that good yet because you have to fucking practice. And you have to practice. That's hard. Of course, that's, practice yeah, like yeah. like yeah. repetition, 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 and uh, now we're good. Yeah. So that, that that's uh, that's the kids. My son is the same. He's uh, he's 15. He's he's already taller than me. He's he's better athlete. My, his mom is was an all like I said was an all American volleyball player. He's got great genes, but 
God, work ethic, bro. He's a freshman. He plays some varsity. You know, he was a freshman in high school, which is pretty good. But he could, he just, I'm like, here, you, I, you I want to push him. But then again, I was like, God, you know, do I want to push him that much? And he, I, he could even be better because yeah. he's got the genes to be better. And but it is it's that work ethic, and I try to do that with him. Not like my my dad. My dad could just tell me, "Get your at, go." Yeah, it's hard no, to do please. that. No, please. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. after. <laughs> yeah. Just you have to. My wife, Typhoon, is my sons and me. I'm just like you know, like he came to me like, "Daddy, and I said, do you want baby? You want ice cream, please?" And, <laughs> and just it's like, it's, it's. I hate myself for this shit, but yeah. But it is. Has, you're, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. has he come out to any of the fights? Because when I've seen, I, I, when I fought, uh, when I invited Mr. Chris, by the way, to a fight in Florida, <laughs> he didn't show up, and uh, he show up, and my son, uh, he punched someone in the school. He was grounded, but yeah. Oh, sh- I, but I promise him next time. I, so he has. When I'm going to fight for the fi- uh, for the title, you're going to be with, uh, with your mom. Because I'm just wondering. I mean, I've seen it just as a spectator. Sometimes when the son is watching his dad get punched in the face, he or probably something, saw my like, fights. I didn't show him, but he saw my fights probably on YouTube because he has like all the friends yeah. and he and uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, YouTube. Probably. I feel like is a little Once different. Once in a while, though. I gave him my phone. He might go on YouTube. You know. Hope, hopefully he doesn't look at uh, redtube.com. So. <laughs> you, what are you talking I, about? <laughs> what? I was just going to say, you, YouTube, though. Uh, redtube. Red, red, red I have no <laughs> idea what redtube.com. Yeah. No clue. Exactly, I, this exactly, is a family exactly. show. What are yeah. we talking oh, about? So, but uh, anyways, I was going to say, uh, watching it on YouTube is a little different, though, because like he knows the outcome. He knows dad is okay. I mean, I would think if you're there live, it's got to be kind of weird. Like, you know, is dad going to come home tonight? You know, is, is he going to be all right? You know, for me, I was kind of wake up call when um, uh, before my uh, last fight against uh, Ben Roswell in San Antonio, uh, I lost, I think, three fights, but I was robbed. Not only my opinion, but uh, anyway, yeah. I lost three fights, and my son came <clears> to me before my trip to San Antonio. He told me, hey, Dad, I hope you're going to win. And I said, fuck, what the fuck? My even son not, like, even, like, belief in, my, in, in me. Yes. You know? For me, it was, like, so painful. I got tears in my eyes, and uh, well, it, know, it, was, it did, was hard for me. Did you yeah, talk I was so him, emotional. Did you talk to him after, though, to see what he... Because maybe he just didn't know. I Maybe he didn't, didn't know No, maybe it. he's, like, he, he... No, listen, first of all, he probably meant something, something else, but in my head, it's, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Like, I was already, like, in the corner, just nowhere That's to hard. go, you know? That's hard, that, bro. And when I came back home, he told me that I asked God uh, about help. So he says, "Thank you, baby." So I got, I give him a hug. I got tears. So it, just was, it was like very touchable for me. See, that's that's why you need to get married and have kids. It's just tell you, yeah, you got to get married and have kids. Okay, then just said then just have it. But it it does <laughs> no, no. it does change my it is my my son. You know the coolest thing to me was, and I didn't, my son, I don't think he saw me that. When it, on his his phone, I, I hate that social media in this phone. But he has a phone. The screensaver is the is thirteen hours. It's Pablo in the the poster of me getting blown up. And then Listen, he I love that movie. And I told it, you, fuck, it's great. To me, that's that that means that even though he doesn't think he he, he cares he didn't for his mean, dad, but he, he admires of course, his dad. Of course, yeah. You want to be admired as a father. And when I saw it, I was like, I didn't say anything, but it it did. It touched my heart. I'm like. Gosh, my son actually does admire his father, and as a, as a as a father, I think that's what you strive for when you have a son. You yeah. want you want to be that person that he admires, and you want to be. But you always want your son to be better than you. 
That's why I don't want him. 100%. Yeah. That's why I want him to play hockey. Yeah. Or <laughs> That's basketball, what he's you know, exactly. Or be an investor or something, make some money. Hockey <laughs> could be pretty brutal too, though, so. Uh, but not, listen, it's team. But team. you get pads. Yeah, man. of you course. But uh, fighting is like... Uh, you know, I, I, we, I was... Don't ask me wrong. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Tante. If, if, if he decides to be a fighter, fuck yeah, I'm going to help yeah, him. Yeah, like, I give him all my knowledge, like, like try to support him, but hopefully not. And I said, I, I love my son to, to – I would be a proud as hell if, if either son became Army Rangers. But gosh, man, as soon as I, – I just I, – I know I don't feel in my gut when I, if he – as soon as I send him off the base, I'm like, oh, yeah. And I, I, I know. I just – I know he's with the best of the best, but I will worry every day. Of course. Because it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. But that's what you, you do. You always raise your children because you want them to be better than yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still tri- striving to be – like my father, I think my father is my role model. He's the. Now I, I don't know if you had really. I had a good relationship with my family. Now I know you. You we, we don't even need to get into that. But with me, as a son, I think you always are still trying to. It's like your son will be. He's always trying, striving to be like his dad, and I think that's that's where the family comes in, and that's how I am always with, with my dad. But I'm I'm still not as even close to being what my father. Is and he I was I was raised luckily raised well, and I had a strong mom, little Mexican mom. Just beat my ass all the time. <laughs> it's discipline, man. This discipline. So yeah, and then so I I I did. I, I yeah. you're actually t- people you're are very sensitive now. You, you can like uh, whoop kids butt. You know, it's very sensitive about this. Well, shit. my kids still get their butt whoops in public. Of course, oh, they of do. course, and of course, yeah, they, of they, course. Dang right, they do. Uh, of course. The, the, no, I, but I will. I will get to a fight, dude. I swear. I, I, I've been dying to get to a fight. You know, I have been. You give me. You call me out about the fight in Miami. I can't believe you did that. It hurts my feelings, dude. I'm gonna cry. Okay. <laughs> See, we are sensitive. I'll give you a hug after. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you know what I wanted to ask you about is you were saying how you know you loved 13 Hours, which was a great movie. You have some experience too, though, in, in film. Universal Soldier, Regeneration. Yeah. Uh, I remember working yeah. with John yeah. Recently, I was in uh, Equalizer 2 with uh, Denzel Washington. You're in the beginning. In the beginning, I was uh, killed by a teapot. They killed you off. Uh, they kill, uh, blew up. They killed you off like that? But listen, it's oh. better be like uh, with a big uh, <laughs> big name actors, A-list actors, you know, than we just, yeah, this was, it was fun. That, so what, what's that like, transitioning to the acting world from the fighting world? I would love to, but I same uh, same time I understand I can like be like like a list, but for for play furniture That's I like cool. Nike. I, I want to do it. It's fucking easy. People you enjoyed treat, it though, or fuck yeah? People treat you like a, like superstar, and I, I don't feel like comfortable. You know, just leave me alone. Just let me. <laughs> yeah. What time I have to be at sit? Time first of all. My all my uh, f- family it's military. I was in police academy, so time for me is like yeah. 3:45. I'm gonna be 3:44 yeah. and yeah. downstairs. That's it. They treat you okay. I, said, I, I didn't feel comfortable, but it was fun. So of these guys that you start with, Jean Claude Van Damme, Denzel Washington, Dolph Lundgren, how are they? Cool guys. Uh, probably the coolest, Mickey Rourke, and uh, I met Mickey yeah. France. I met him back in two thousand nine in uh, Freddie Roach uh, boxing gym. No. He's super cool guy. He's, he's super he, cool. He's actually, from what I've heard, and I've never met him before, but he also from the not just he got yeah big. yeah. Wrestler was a fucking Huge. great movie when uh, at that oh, time yeah. he filmed it. He was yeah. nominated for Oscar, but uh, I think. Uh, uh, Pen took it task. But yeah, Mickey Rourke is fucking the best one. Denzel very educated. Um, Van Damme and Langlet, yeah. Yeah. 
You can't. Can you? you can you just? Spl- I say I'm. I'm about splits. Can you do the splits like Van Dam? I know. Unfortunately, not. But I bet you I, I shoot better than Van Dam. <laughs> I bet you. No, you do. Now, I remember like, Van Dam was like when I was growing. That was like the thing. Everybody thought that was real. That was the real blood sport. Still he's still like fifty. How old is he? Fifty-one, fifty-two. He still had the. Had the, the, the he still can do. Yeah. Ah, that's just hard. That's painful. Just me watching yeah, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, agree, pull, agree. It pulls on the gusset. Yeah, man, all the time. And my, yep. my gusset actually yep. strange when he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Did any of these guys try to pick <laughs> up uh, any skills from you with your BJJ background, your sambo background? Um. Third part of the film in in uh, uh, Bulgaria, um, right after my fight against Emelianki, when I get my ass whooped, and I, <laughs> the director decided, no, I want Arlovsky in this role. They brought me, and for me it was, what the fuck? When I was a kid, like my, my father was military, he was in Hungary, and I get um, posters in them, uh, uh, yeah, Schwarzenegger, yeah. Chuck Norris, you know, like all this. For me it was, what the fuck? A dream came through, you know, like 20 years later, whatever. And I remember, like, he told me once, we had a day off, and he told me, oh, Andrea, let's go ahead and uh, have a lunch together. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> and I remember we walked from our hotel to some, like, restaurant. It was um, March. It was, like, rain, snow, you know, dirty yeah. weather. First of all, I don't like when people touch me and wear, wear, wear nice clothes. I don't, don't like, like, somebody pulling or kicking or something. Yeah. He started, for some reason, showing me some kicks. Van Damme did? Van Damme okay. on the street. I said, hold on one second. I took my jacket off. I checked. I said, listen, if you're going to practice, come to the fucking gym. Don't, don't show me this stuff. Oh, no. was, it, did, was he trying to do it just so everybody could see? Was he trying to make a spectacle of himself? Was he that kind of... I, I never met the guy. I don't know. I'm just saying. But I, I've been around people that... that yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> We don't have video here. Try, but uh, trying, to make, trying to make a spectacle of himself to show, look what I can do in front of everybody. Yeah. So maybe the, the girl that over there on the... By the way, scene. he's never shot for, for like, at night, for example, we practice like reverse for the, for the night. Next uh, day, for next day, uh, when they film him, he's never sure. I'm sure it was tempting to to say to Van Damme, like, do you know who I am, man? Do you know what I could do to you? I mean, he's an actor. He's (laughs) never been in the cage like you. Yeah, Yeah, I admire. I did. I started watching, going back to UFC, I started watching that one. Actually, UFC won. And when Gracie and Shamrock and all all those guys, all this, yeah. and it was it was awesome because even at Battalion we started taking that. When I got to Battalion, that's what we would actually cross. That's what we started pulling in Gracie stuff into. And then we realized that yes, it's good at one on one, but when you're in a, you don't want to be on the ground when there's a lot of people around yeah. you. But it was that was my first first indoctrination into that was, and that was in the special ops community. We we started gravitating toward. That's why it was. Watching that, and you see in the special ops community the the MMA stuff, it filters down into it. So, as much as you like to say or not, or if we thank you, we thank guys like yourself too, because we we use a lot of that. And actually, you come to the combatives now, it's a lot. A lot of it's just MMA, and that's what the SEALs, Rangers, SF Delta. It's it's it, it translates. So we're, we're copying you guys. I know we and we did it all the way back in '96 when when it was UFC nice one, and it made me feel you know my. Look at that. I'm 160 pounds. I can beat up a 300-pound dude. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. No, I'm not really that good, that good at it yet. But it was it was pretty cool, dude. I, I, I admire. I, that's why it, there, I think that's why there's a connection. There's really – and, you know, I, I'm not I, – I know Tim Kennedy. I don't know his UFC career as Tim much. Tim Kennedy is tough as hell. Yeah. But, but, yeah, he's, he's – again, that's why he just went from there mm-hmm. he, because there there is that connection. I think that's why UFC and, and military and veterans, there there is that – 
there is that 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 interwoven uh, I don't say brotherhood but it is almost somewhat that, that we get along so well uh, and I've, every guy in USC that I've met, Kit Cope's another one's great friend, great fan. He worked, he, he, I, he never meet the levels that, of course, you did, but who has? There hasn't been many. But again, another guy's great friend, and he was in the gun community with Spikes Tactical for a while. So, uh, so it's just, it, it is, it's nice to see. Because I said, even the first time I met you, I was like, dude, this is my boy right here. We didn't, there was, there was no, was like, I remember like, what's up, man? Yeah. Holy shit, you're our biggest. I will, biggest say, I will say, I mean, it's in the line. <laughs> You waited 20 minutes to beat Chris? Okay. No, he signed something. I waited for the Mr. Trump, I'm here. I didn't even I didn't. He sent his director, whatever. Like, I'm just <laughs> I was like, dude, can please? All right. I just, I, he was trying to hide behind the smallest dude. Smallest. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I was just my friend. The yeah, ace, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Hey, what the, how long? Hey, the car, I, I don't want to pay extra for the car. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Hey, what, do you tell me what time you need to get going, I'm brother? Good. Don't worry. I'm hey, we're good. Don't worry about it. We're, I think oh, we're I good. Just, uh, I'm respectful of people's I, Yeah, I, no, I Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I could cut all that out, but uh, don't cut it out. No, okay. It in, it in. Uh, so what I was going to say though is uh, one of the guys I think who was kind of uh, instrumental in that Matt Larson, right? Of bringing yeah, that. Matt, Matt. I got to interview him a while back. And Matt is Matt is a combatives, and he's a, he's a ranger. He was he actually a seventy fifth guy. He was he brought the combatives. He, he's the one that changed from the old Sykes Fairbairns, the old uh, left punch, right punch. He's the one that brought the UFC and the MMA stuff into the Army. Um, and that's where the Army Combatives Manual is, is built off Sergeant Larson. And Sergeant Larson, of course, where's he, where'd he come from? 75th Ranger Regiment. Why does that just make, you know, so it, it's a, uh, yeah, it, it really is. So the new Combatives Manual, if you read it, it's shit, it's, I, I guarantee it, if, if there's an MMA manual out there, it's same, but it's, it's necessary. And one of the guys that I learned from, his name is, he's, he's a first sergeant now, first sergeant uh, Bach, um, little itty bitty guy, Second Ranger Battalion, but he's the one that was huge in the combats, and he actually helped me get in even more so and become a better fighter in Ranger Battalion. And, that, and again, now he's one. I think they even the Army has their own combatives team that goes. Along with I didn't see any fights like in a, in a, in a, in a certain certain hours movie. Just like Bro, why, well, again, why, why, if I got, why, if, I'm not going to fight you, I'm going to shoot just, you, I'm going to shoot you. Flesh is <laughs> dancing, <laughs> just, okay, again, we go back to where I'm 560 pounds, the least amount, if I don't have to fight you, and you're a bad guy, I am warranted to actually, we are not condoning shooting anybody on this radio, <laughs> on this podcast, if you get in a fight, no, that's, this is different, we were attacked by terrorists. I'm not gonna go head up with a terrorist, dude. Are you kidding me? That, I'm gonna shoot him for. And then if I have to, now there was a, there was that night. There was right around three thirty. I thought, you know, I was like, well, dude, they're 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 gonna overrun us here in a second. And that's when I was okay. And I did. I made sure that I, do I have my blade. Okay, I got my blade. Do I have anything else I need on me? I might run out. Pistol. How much ammo do I have in this thing? All right, we're gonna use this other. One. It was. I was like, okay, well, they get over. We're gonna have to go and. and that, you know that's that's hard. You, you, people ask about combat, and you can shoot, and, and there's some desensitization. There, uh, what I'm looking for, Desi- being desensitized a yeah. little bit to it, but it's not close up. It really is, it, it, and I'm not saying it's easy, but it's easier than there is a there's a mindset where you have to actually fight this close, or if you have to really, if you have to take somebody's life with a knife or hands, it's 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 intimate. And that is different mindset. That's why you know, yeah. see, you, know, you are. You, you, you it's, it's tough because you, you're, it, you're intimate, close quarter battle. 
combat it is not hey if i can if i can stand off and and finish the fight from a distance Fuck yeah. why not of course, of course i'm gonna do that and believe me a, a gun scares me somebody that knows how to use a knife that's why i do i do a lot of edge weapons. i love being able to use a knife that is scary somebody pulls out a knife being cut just the vision it's animalistic now. i saw some video guy tried to pull his um, uh, gun from the holster and guy was like two feet three feet away from him mm-hmm. and He's like, by the time he uh, took yeah. the gun, he's like, what's next to yep. him? Yeah. You're done. It, 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 it done. was fucking impressive, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's brutal. And I, so, um, I, you know, I admire, but again, this podcast, we actually promote peace and love and kindness. <laughs> We're not promoting to hurt anyone out there. And I think Andre's a perfect example, again, where we... If we can, oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna try to fucking hurt my opponent. <laughs> no, sorry. you in the ring, you better, I'm sorry. dude. You better, you, you better, but, but you're not, you're not going out there in the street looking for a fight. Nah, neither am I. You're just leave me alone. Nope. Yeah. Let me do. It. But damn well, you better hurt your opponent in the ring, dude. You better, you, yeah. And that's that's the mindset you're already getting. That's good. That's combative mindset. That's that, and you're you're gonna win. If you didn't have that burning desire in you, dude. Why the hell would you even be going in the ring? Retire, Agreed. be done, yeah. be done, bro. What was the What was the first MMA fight that you watched where you were like, I'm "When gonna do- uh, Chris mentioned a big uh, sumo guy, uh, right against uh, eighty, it 80 wasn't Shamrock, was it? No, it was Shamrock. Ah, okay. Was that UFC was it- one though, or no? no, no it no, was no. not one. It was you. Was- I remember the police officer fought against some uh, big uh, sumo guy. Wasn't Kimo? I do remember Kimo. that. Not Kimo, but yeah, he like submit him like or something like it. Was that the? Impressive. But at that point, were you like, I want to do this? At that point, no. I thought that maybe one day I'm gonna be in Chicago, United States, and uh, 12 years later, whatever. I, I I came like in September 29th, 2000. I flew to Chicago, and yeah, first fight was November 16th. Was that, was that yeah. UFC three where that UFC? He was an Omaha cop, did. Steve Jenham. Probably, they, they put him probably. in, and he he wasn't supposed to be. And it was the yeah, the, not Dan Severin, was it? Did he submit Severin? No, no, no. Some uh, I don't know what you're talking that about. Big one. Like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Do Do you ever wish you got to fight in those days? Because I mean, it really was no nah. rules. It was groin punches. There were yeah. no weight classes. Nah, I mean, nah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was crazy. That, I saw some man. I the, the there was the, the the Asian the Asian. I forget his name. It, it was it was it was the first one. And he was going to get Shamrock, and I remember Shamrock was hitting yeah, his yeah. right in the gusset, dude, right in the bosack and the huevos. He yeah. was crushing his cojon. I'm like, okay, man, that's that, that, painful to watch. Yeah, but I, I know like, a lot like, of the, a lot of the old school guys will say that was true MMA without all these. Well, rules. I'm telling you right now, if he's going to hit me in the, in the balls, <laughs> kick me in the balls in September, I'm going to kick back. You know, after yeah. five minutes, like recovery. Fuck you. Yeah. It's always hard back at the Ranger School. I was the last hard class at Ranger School too. <laughs> That's but how, do they all it's, say that it's, it's right? Always, yeah, it's always going to be harder, and the guys come after you know. And it, it but it, damn right, dude. That I there's got to be some. I don't say rules, but that's that's no. That's, yeah, I mean, do do you think it had to evolve to where it is now in order to be a legitimate sport that we have to have some of these rules? Well, first of all, it's nice and UFC has rules, and now look, it's one of the mainstream mainstream sports. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. growing like I remember, like fuck, nineteen years ago, it was just now where's the UFC right now? It's fuck. Yeah, it, uh, unbelievable. Definitely, man. You, you got to have a little bit of organization to have to go mainstream because we are organized. We are a civilized, still, I think, <laughs> civilized society. So you have to have a little bit of it if it's going to go mainstream. Yeah, uh, but it needs to go. It is necessary, and, and boxing's kind of lost its luster because you yeah. don't have the names and you don't have those characters like you did in boxing. Now they're 
UFC, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that, and especially with the rules. If they kept to the old rules where you're still pulling hair, I remember Kimo getting his hair pulled. They were pulling on that ponytail, and think think Hoist Grace ripped it off when they were. It, it becomes Neanderthal, and people, you're not going to get. Last time we went safe from thousand bucks, you know, you can yeah. win by submission, yeah. like choke, whatever. I'm barking. I think that's a, well. This had a boxer die two weeks ago. And, yeah, and another boxer died. So it's like, yeah, it is. I think people are like that's not as safe. It is yeah. honestly safer than boxing. Yeah, the, I mean, those were the days that you're talking about when you know John McCain famously called it human cockfighting, yeah, and, and yeah. that was why we couldn't have fights in New York City because yeah, yeah. people said this is barbaric. Yeah, it's actually my first fight in New York City. Yeah, when I when I started, we just came here, fight around. Was in New Jersey, not New York. Yeah, I remember all those fights were in Jersey because when Tito Ortiz fought, Shamrock fought, yeah, I remember we came to Mason Square Garden and took a picture of something. Yeah, it was, it was banned like, until relatively recently here. Yeah, fifteen years ago. But it is, but it is on in all hands. It's it's safer. It is safer than boxing. No, it is. Yeah. It, re- it really is. And I, I, and I, I just to me, and I, I like the work ethic. I like seeing guys that work at their craft. It doesn't matter what age you continue to work and you become better at your craft. And if you're not, you see it on the and not you yourself, unless you don't work at it, then I will call you out. You know I will. I'll text you. It's like, dude, what happened? Did you not work this time? You just retire then. If you're not gonna put the effort into it, just retire. But they put their effort into the craft. And and anybody that puts effort into your craft and you work hard at it and you don't quit and you have that intestinal fortitude, I'm gonna admire. Whether I agree with you or not. I don't care about politics. Again, that's why we yeah. could give two shits about politics. I, if you, you and you work hard at it, I think that's also why we. we it's easy for us to be to be friends. I can be lazy now though, see, because I got a podcast. So next time if you come in, be hundred. I'm going to be 190 pounds, fat with a cheese. No, I can't. My wife will leave me, and she's hot. I can't. I can't do that. My wife will be out the door. <laughs> now, I, I've heard people say, by the way, when we were talking about the safety thing, that the lightness of the gloves kind of prevents that traumatic brain injury. You know, in boxing with the reverberating. In boxing, first of all, they punch only in about 99% punches in, in, in the head, yeah. you know? Like I said before, in, in UFC, it's like many ways to win. Like, like submission, arm bar, whatever, choke. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough, really. Of course, I, everybody likes KO, but fuck. Got to win, got to win anyway. And you get tired. I mean, it's hard to punch. You get on the ground. I, man, uh, being, getting on the tires start rolling. You're getting tired. Just you got to choke to submit. Do something because your arm bars anything just to end it. Yeah, uh, it, it was. They, you you get a kick. It they they when our, Larson started taking over combatives, went through Ranger and Doctor Nature program. That's what they we would do out in Cold Range because it was a smoke session. Is we would just fight, and it would always ninety percent of fights stand up. They're going to end on the ground, and that's even in the real world. And they would end up. Oh man, and they would just keep going until somebody submitted and. That was a heavier smoker than getting hazed all day. It's just when I say smoked, I mean not smoking cigarettes. It means getting tired for all you non-military people listening to the show. And I remember we, I and you would fight till you win, and then you get to go on nightland nav all night and fall over yourself and get attacked by pigs, which is mm-hmm. that's cool too. But I remember fighting this wrestler, and wrestlers are always good, at, except they always are trying to submit. They're not trying to win until they teach you. But I remember I, I did. I was at the lab. Me and him were at the championship. We were fighting, and it was championship for rip, which means we we're completing offices. But uh, we it just kept going, and they wouldn't stop it. And I remember I got so I had him in a rear naked twice, and I couldn't finish it because I was so tired. And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, and I'm in good shape. This is this is hard stuff, man. And I had to get better. And it, 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 so that's why I admire. I do. You think three minutes or six minutes is nothing, man? Two minutes, especially when you get on the ground. 
you think fighting up top is hard? No, get on the ground, you're done. And I'm I and I was in good shape, and it's just just it's just the smoke session. So then, yeah, I said you're. I said you're only fifty two. So really, you're 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 in great shape for being seventy eight years old. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. yeah. Try to try to. My wife's taking care of me though. <laughs> she Clean, does a good. Cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She, she does a good job, brother. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm, enough of me sucking your <laughs> sucking you off. I, I I'm done with that round. We'll do some more later. I I had a couple of questions here actually before we you know uh, wrap things up. I wanted to ask you about. You know, when people hear this, they, they are the actual fight will have had happened since we're doing yeah, this a couple, a couple weeks, weeks in advance. Weeks, yeah. But you know, for those people listening, who do you uh, expect to win out of Diaz Masvidal? I thought he wasn't fight. Wait a second. Oh, he apparently is. is. He apparently, you could get into that actually. Though. So just Masvidal, get a little closer again. Masvidal, he's my friend. You know, we have the uh, same coaches, so of course I'm Masvidal. But I like both of them. But in this particular fight. I'm working for Masvidal. Yeah, for, for, for Jorge, yeah. And I want to get into... He's my Cuban comrade. Is your Cuban... <laughs> did you say Cuban? Cuban comrade, yeah. <laughs> you dirty communist pig. <laughs> oh, he's not. We're kidding again. Oh, my. Please, we're going to take this seriously. I, I wanted to get into what Chris just asked, too, because um, a lot of people were confused with the technicality of that stuff. Like, is the fight off? Is the fight on? Because Diaz, we were kind of texting, tweeted out uh, that... He got popped for something that he says he, he didn't do. What's, what, what's I read? He bought some vitamins uh, at the Whole Foods, you know, and I, he, I, he did smart thing for sure. He like went ahead. You seen? You saw the? He announced cool. something, something like, and like it's perfect. Fights on. And if it's on, it's on. Yeah. It's gonna be like great. And privacy. you said before we turned the mics on, you were like, I, I believe Diaz is completely clean. Yeah. Yeah. He, first of all, he doesn't look like he owns no. something, and he's like all the time. He's like, uh, I have a lot of respect to 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 to, to Diaz. So, yeah, yeah, I, I I agree, man. He, he's he is a big name. I mean, I I don't know many UFC fighters anymore. The new ones that have come up, but he is one that's been around forever. And yeah. I don't think he would solely yeah. just just to and he doesn't look like if he was on no, it. No, not at all. He's, yeah, I mean, and nobody for full disclosure, and everybody does know that I've. T- I did sell steroids, and I did them when I was in college playing football. I did. I know I won't. I never always been this 160 pounds, but um, no, I did. I did, and and that's that. You know, I wrote about. It. It's not like it's it's not like I'm hiding anything. But that was 30 some years ago. But if you're doing it, you have to do it. You can't just do it for two weeks yeah, and expect yeah. results. It's got to be stacked, and you've got to do it for a, 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 a cycle, which is could be six months or a time. And so, yeah, you'd see you'd see something. And, and so when I looked at the picture, I'm like. Kid, there's no way. Even human growth hormone. I mean, that's basically what eugenics. <laughs> I'm not on eugenics. That's why me and my wife have that joke. Eugenics, uh, the the t- human growth hormone is what that stuff is. But even if he was doing that, which is legal, if you are low testosterone, I can qualify for that because I'm I'm an old man now. ARP. <laughs> you're gonna see something. You're gonna see, and nah, he's not. I, I don't think he is. And, Plus, and, you said all the time, like. Keep eye on all the UFC fighters. Yeah. You, can't, you, you can't hide somewhere like for six months. No, you, so. you, your face gets all red. You get the skin, and you just you just look. I mean, you look, and it's, you look like a lobster a lot too. You, <laughs> do, you get red, but you, you do get monster. You do get you do get the. It just you just don't look natural. Forms don't look natural. Yeah. And he looks he looks like he's like like a wiry little Mexican like me. That's what <laughs> exactly. he looks like, whether he is Mexican or not. Latino, <laughs> sorry, Latino Nate. I apologize. But you know you gotta watch out for those guys and those wiry guys. But I, I, I have my money on on your boy too. Just he's 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 doing well. 
he's in it. He's in the zone. It's like I was kind of upset when he's beat my record. You know, he's a, has a yeah. fastest knockout in, uh, yeah. in uh, MMA history. Five seconds, good for. Oh him. wow! I, I didn't know it. that was your record. Wow. No, 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 my, my, I still have my records. Oh, I think he said he beat your record. Yeah, he beat I, my, 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 my record in 12, 12 seconds. In that. Nice. He's the, the best one in the heavyweight division. So he's in the zone right now. He's yeah, but his five seconds it was fucking unbelievable. Who, did, who was it? I don't Paul remember. Bo, Paul Buntello, Mohegan son. He did the Mohegan son. Yeah, I'm gonna have to YouTube that. Nice. I didn't, I didn't know that. Twelve seconds. Yeah. So he's Frank Dukes then from Bloodsport. <laughs> he's Frank Dukes. Fastest, fastest KO ever. He built, he built, uh, who was the guy in Bloodsport now? Frank Dukes, who was the, he was both, he was the, the, the Chinese guy that had that in the, in the movie Bloodsport. Yeah. I can't remember. All right, forget I, what I even said. That was stupid. That, that was dumb. The other I, thing I, I wanted to ask you, kind of related, who else do we need to look out for in the UFC right now? Younger fighters, like who's, Besides Andre, who's the next generation? Yeah, it's, uh, it's more than enough. Andre Arlovsky, <laughs> and Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> you know who I was uh, was really in, impressed by in that first Please fight. Keep your mouth shut because uh, I'm going to embarrass myself right now. I don't know many European <laughs> fighters. So <laughs> when I watched, uh, actually, it was a couple of years ago at this point, that Duho Choi fight against, um, Ka- oh, you don't know Duho Choi, Korean Superboy. Uh, against Cub Swanson, I was so impressed with him. And then the fight after, all right. See, that's, I'm, I'm surprised that I always, you know, I figured a UFC guy is going to have more knowledge than me. So, yeah, I, 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 I'll be, I, I'll be honest, you just, you just kind of get in your zone. You get this age, and you, again, it's, I think it's the marriage, marriage. You just kind of get in your zone. And you stay in your world. Like, you got well, you got enough with the, just whole life. I thought, I thought Duo Choi was going to be like the next guy, you know, up, but. I guess not, brother. The, the your boy, I can't even pronounce his name. Masvidal. Right. Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. He's the one. He's to I, me. I that's gave a, him nickname a Cuban Jesus, and uh, I call him also Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's Scarface, man. He and he's again. He just he's he's killing it, right? Literally, not, yeah. not literally, but literally. He's yeah. so when he's you're tough. in the zone, he's just doing well. How old is he? Damn youngsters. He's younger like, than me, younger than me. Yeah, he's younger. Everybody's younger than me, though. So he's going <laughs> to be around for a, while, for a while in the UFC. Actually, so ever, however long that lifespan is anymore. I mean, it's just like any other professional sport. It's not long. He's still doing it. I mean, Tim Kennedy's not, but Andre well, is. I'll be Andre is, there's not many. And I'm not, again, I'm not going back to sucking y'all. I, I'm stopped doing that. But there's not many like you that have been around forever and have continued to fight even. There's not. I don't before. I don't want to be forever, but at least, like, if my body let me fight. But you take care of me before five years, yeah. But you need come on, dude. Retire. Five years. I'll get, I'll, five okay. years. Five years. Maybe six. Listen, Foreman became world champion at age 46, you know, like uh, Randy Couture, he was like champion when he was like 44, 45. So yeah. we're, you're going to be what I call the Jack Nicholas. You're going to be Tiger Woods. You're going to be that age. You're going to come back with just like you're going to win that green jacket when you're in your 40s. And then you can call it quick. Yeah. I call it doing the Barry Sanders. Retire on top, man. Don't do we have we had guys over we had old Rangers overseas coming in contracting that were got they were Ranger legends, but they kept working until they were six and you can't do the job. Yeah, and it really, it, it really shame. It's you know, not so. not healthy. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> not a retire on top. 
Well, so if he's still winning fights, you know, yeah, keep, keep at it. Um, and I still got to catch one. You can't quit. I'm retired. No, no, I haven't been one yet. I got to. You're going to fight until you're 80. Come on, you can't do this anymore. So uh, for the listeners out there, at Andre Arlovsky on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, which is Andre A N D R E I A R L O V S K I. Follow him on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let Andre know what you thought of the interview. Any other stuff you want to get into no, before dude, we wrap you, this you up? Need, and... You need to get to the game. Go have fun, man. I, get, I, I. That's and, right. He's going to a Ranger game. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to say thank and thanks for your friendship. It's continued no, friendship. Thank bro. you. First of all, yeah. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. That's dude, just... of course. There was nobody. There was nobody else. Thank you. When, when, <laughs> no, no, no. That I wanted to use. No, I was like when he said. No, that sounded like shit, didn't it? No, there. When he said who's winning first show, I was like, Shh, I got it. Thank you. Know, you. And I did. Thank you. It, 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 because I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's just one of those things where it's I like, hope you, know. you invited me because uh, you don't want to attend my next fight. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, I do want to attend. Your, well, you know what? I invited you just so maybe I could talk you into coming to a training class eventually that you've been talking I want to attend on. your classes, so just like anytime when you're going to be in Florida or somewhere, I will, I will drive. I will bring my toys. So and we will shoot. Yep. We have we'll have one next. It's round. going to be great success. It, it's, it, it will be just because you are there. <laughs> Who wants Not to see Tana? <laughs> I got you, bro. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you. God Thank bless you. you too, brother. Great guy. My first time meeting him, uh, and I'm glad you made the introduction. I think oh, yeah. that was a great first episode. Well, I, I, he's 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 a great guy. He, he, again, very humble. Very he is, and he, he doesn't have to be. I mean, because he could he could whoop pretty much anybody's ass. He, he just he could. He, <laughs> he made, oh, he made it clear. He, he, Even Van Dam. He, he's ta- I mean, he's, but he, he you know he's a giant. But yeah. he, he's to me he's the he's a big cuddly polar bear. It, <laughs> is what he is. He's a big, but. He, his friendship, and he is—he's loyal. He's a loyal friend, just like I am to him. And even though we may not hang out, and, I, and that's another thing, just like, you don't need to hang out with somebody all the time for them to be a loyal friend. You just got to be a good friend. Just be, hey, I may not talk to you in a six, seven months, but when I do, you know, let's have the conversations be meaningful, and that—that that says a lot too, because right? I think a lot of people's friendships. When you have a friend, and I, I've met a lot in my four, these last four years, people, oh, I'm your friend. No, you're my friend when you, when you really, when you want to. When you want to use me for when you want to use me for something, sorry about that. Um, but no, that's not him in the case. And it's genuine. And I, I you, obviously you could tell just by coming yeah. across here, just by the way we talk to each other and made fun of each other. You, a good friend, like even me and you, we can make fun of each other. Of course, if you can't make fun of each other in 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 jest, then. How really, how good a friend are you? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So once again, guys, at Andre Arlovsky, give him a uh, give him a follow. Definitely. Um But speaking about good friends of ours, I really wanted to make sure we get into this um, before we wrap up this first episode because <clears throat> a guy that you and I knew mutually yeah. that was a good friend of both of our ours, um, former Marine combat vet, and, and he a, worked Global Response Staff. He was actually one of our team leaders. He was what we call a staff officer. He worked directly with the employee for the CIA. He's a, he's a team leader that would run the contractor team. So we answered to him. Um, it was and it was Drew Dwyer. Yeah, Drew Dwyer, Drew Dwyer great so. friend of both of ours. Mm-hmm. And I got the news basically. It was a little um, under five months ago. I got a call from our friend Ben in the NYPD, who uh, we refer to as Ben YPD. Will Cow knows him, uh, you know, and Drew knew him, mm-hmm. and he dialed my phone and he said Drew is dead. And I mean, I, I was in shock. I was. I didn't even know who he meant at first. Drew Dwyer? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and I called you because I, I didn't know who would know, but I apparently got the news even before his wife and everything. So it was crazy. He was trying to get in touch with yeah, his wife, yeah. Fran. Um, yeah. And it was, it was shocking to me because there's certain people you meet in your life that you just connect with right away. And you're like, this guy's a good dude. It's how I felt meeting you. Um, and absolutely how I felt meeting Drew and, it was just such a shame, man. I mean, when I think of like the true American warfighter, humble, all that, yeah. he he embodied all of that. His and he's he was a friend of mine for many years, even before. Just like I said, we we worked together uh, on uh, uh, as far as working with Global Response Staff, which is for those who don't, that's what actually I was when I was in Benghazi. That's Global Response Staff, the CIA security. Well, that's what Drew was as well. And a lot of people don't know that, which they don't need to at the time because it's it's it was. Partly our fault. It was very secretive till really till the movie came out. Even though you could, it was still open source stuff. But um, yeah, Drew, Drew and I went through a lot, and even you know, and, and I don't, I don't like to romanticize, and I, I'm not going to speculate what exactly. I know what happened, but I'm not going to speculate the reasons why. Sure, you know what yeah. I can say though, because I saw people commenting on this on uh, Instagram and stuff. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, perfectly norm, perfectly healthy marine." You know, forty years old dies of a heart attack. This sounds like um, th- this sounds like he was murdered or something. I could at least no, say that is not he, what happened. He was, no, he was. So I, that I could say precisely. That is not. You know. So I don't like people putting yeah. out those crazy conspiracies. And, and it's not with not with Drew. But the thing is, is I, I did see Drew, and I saying it was during that same time as well when those that were close to me and Drew was close. Drew still is close. I'm going to say. Because uh, we we actually would talk to each other because we were going through some hard times in our personal life at that time, and and it just it's it's hard to 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 really it's hard to remove yourself from what we were doing before. You know, we're, we're going deploying, being a marine, being a ranger, deploying and and doing things that you feel are meaningful, and then you come in the civilian life and you and you you don't really feel like you have that meaning in your life anymore. And then the, our relationships with our loved ones go sour. Um, and you have a choice to spiral out of control or, or or to recover and get through it. And we were, you know, him and he was one of the guys where there were very few that I would call and say, you know, I'm, you know, I was estranged from my wife at the time. We were we we were divorced at the time, and we've we've since uh, reconciled. But uh, it was like, man, it's like, why can't I fix myself? And he was kind of going through the same things. I'm not going to get into his personal stuff because sure. that's that's just not. But it 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 it, it just was it was a time where, you know, he he actually helped me get my life back in order and I was doing my best to try to help him offering him to come stay at my house offering him to come work with battle line we did training so at least even he's out there training and shooting which you know at least you're kind of feeling like you're back into the back doing what you used to do and um that yeah, just it, it, it was tough and then he, he just he, he, he didn't want to and and it, it was hard when we lost contact for about three months and then that's when I heard from you but yeah what, what I want to tell guys out there and again, I'm not speculating at all from what Drew or what was going through his head at that time. But, you know, if, if and I, I was big into alcohol and I got myself off alcohol. Um, I wasn't substances or anything like that. But if you're going down that slope and you're feeling that depression and you're, or you're, and you are, you're going through a low time in your life, really, you can get all the help and you want buddies and everything can be there for you, but only you can pull yourself out of that. Now, be a support network, which Drew was for me, which I thought I was for him. Um, but you know, bottom line is is the only way you can you can get out of that depression is to pull your own butt out of it. You have to look in the mirror and say, "I, I got to fix myself." And that's that's actually what I tell you. I looked in the mirror and I got to fix myself. I had a ranger buddy 
who told me, tough love, man. He wasn't a pat on the back. You're going to be okay. Oh, it was, you need to fix yourself right now. And that's what we need to hear. And, and, but, you know, whatever, what Demas Drew was dealing with, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard. I don't think people really understand those demons unless you walked in our shoes. Yeah. But I, God bless it. And I know he's in heaven right now. I know he is. I know he's in heaven and he's, he's happy. He's, he's in a better, he's in a better place. People, that's not, that's not, that's not cliche. I really do feel that. And, uh, and, and, um, you know, his family, I, I want to bless them all in the world. And, and, uh, hey, there's family. We can find, figure out a way. My phone numbers have all changed since the last time I spoke to them. So if they've been trying to reach out to me and I haven't been able to get back to them, guys, I am so sorry. I don't have the same numbers that you once had when, when Drew and I were hanging out in New York City. Yeah. Going and doing karaoke. I mean, you tell that story too if you want to know that. <laughs> you did karaoke oh, with Drew. All, yeah, we went. Out I was going to tell some funny Drew stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did that. We we came. I came in, and uh, yeah, we Drew Drew and I do. It was it was doing actually soft rep show. It was doing a soft okay. rep show, and no, he's like, yeah, let's go out and we would go hang out. And I met Fran. It was the first time I met Fran, and uh, I said, oh, let's meet Fran. This is this is Drew's wife, and uh, I met her, and she had a couple of her friends, and we went out and. And we had dinner and stuff, and Drew and I were – I mean, it, we weren't even paying attention. Let the girls – me and him are buddy. We're doing our thing again. And, yeah, we went into this – he took me to, in Hell's Kitchen, I, and I was. I was three sheets to the wind. And I didn't even know where – this karaoke bar was like inside of a building that was inside of another building that was in the basement of another – Which isn't so crazy in New York. In New York, there's a lot of like secret little places. And that was – it was like we had our own little private room, Technover, and we got karaoke going on. Oh, sure. And I was like, oh, my Lord. This, and I don't do karaoke, but it was it was so much – What was, song did you guys do? I, dude, I can't – it was some – Techno song and I, 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 why LMFO stuck in my head? I think it's probably because that's what I used to dance to all the time down range. But it was something just total white, you, sitting around drinking white claw, that kind of music. <laughs> you know? and, but it was, it was a good time. And that was, that was happier times. You know, and he yeah. was, he was, he was. I think it was right before he was going to get married. So it was, it was like. He and he got married in Italy. Yeah, and they, then they got married in Italy. And I, I wish I, could, I just. Uh, schedule i couldn't couldn't get to italy to, to so that was it. before i even met drew because he was he was married when i met him or also or it might have been a week or two before i mean he was really r- either right before he got married or okay. or right around there um you know and we hit it off right away i'll i'll tell you uh two funny things about drew one thing is just kind of personality trait of him is we had like an inside joke where he, i would always call him my hype man because if we were around girls at shot show in las vegas or just in manhattan he talked about me like i was the most important person in the room he would uh he'd be like this is ian scotto he's producer senator bill bradley sirius xm andrew Wilkett. like you'd list my entire resume yeah, and and guy. try to make me sound so impressive which was just it was hilarious to me um he, he was my flip-flop guy we're not coming to new york i'd call him say hey let's go out to the coffee have dinner and I knew he had to go someplace dumpy because he, he no, it was always shorts. It didn't matter what oh, yeah, time yeah. of year it was. It was always shorts, camo shorts, camo khaki shorts, shorts, and yeah. khaki shorts, and flip flops. Like, dude, all right, well, let's go and get coffee then, because obviously we can <laughs> let's go find a little bodega somewhere and get a candy bar because I can't take you anywhere. Yeah, no, he was not like a fancy <laughs> no. guy. That was not, you know, he was he was as down to earth as it gets, and, yeah. and loved his little dog. Loved dogs. Oh, yeah. Loved doing his uh, firefighting as a volunteer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that the hyping up stuff was so funny. I mean, I remember when we set up the studio where I was. Uh, we had a guy who was like who was a real great tech guy setting up everything. 
and I am not a guy who knows how to set up a studio. I am not a tech guy. I mean, I know You're audio. You're doing a good job, man. I, this isn't well, my studio. You're looking at it like I set this place good up. Good job, Spencer. <laughs> Sorry about that. Good job, Spencer. Well done. But I, I could do what Spencer does in terms of engineering, but in terms of, like, setting up the actual studio, I don't know how to do any of that. So when we were doing that, we had our friend Kirill, um, or, you know, who I thought loved working with, but Drew didn't really know him, setting all this stuff up. And... Me and Krill were having a difference of opinion of where the audio level should be. You know, if things are in the green, things are in the yellow, being technical here. and uh, But he was far more knowledgeable than me about the tech stuff. So this was like a friendly little debate. And Drew turns to this guy and he's like talking about me. He goes, do you know who the fuck this guy is? He's worked at Sirius XM. He's engineered like major shows. And I'm like, dude, chill. This guy's great. I, I don't know why you're attacking him right now. That's just, his yeah, he was just, always defended me, always had my back. But then I'll tell you the re- the funniest story involving Drew that I don't even know if you've heard before, but this always cracked me up. So when Drew was selling um, tactical gear and stuff and working with a team, he would get emails from different people of like, hey, could you send me a box of so on and so forth? And it was guys in the company and, you know, he was in charge of that type of thing. So he got an email uh, unsolicited from some guy, um, you know, who didn't really introduce himself. And he's like, I need you to send me over this, this and this. And Drew emailed him back. And he was like, who the fuck are you? And, and, And so the guy emailed people within the organization uh, that drew yeah. the guy who drew emailed and he was like, Hey, this was very unprofessional of this guy to send this, you know, I, I work for this team yeah. for him to write this email back was not a professional response, that type of thing. So drew finds out that this guy, although he's former military, I know him great guy. Um, he also likes to kind of go to cosplay events like cosplaying. <laughs> As a, uh, you know, special ops guy, that type of thing. So is he and, a special ops, but he would no, cosplay as a special ops he's, guy? He's a military veteran. Um, but I he's not a special ops guy. No. Um, I think I think he actually went to ranger school, so that type of thing. Dude, that's – hey, whoever you are, that's borderline stolen valor, but you're doing it under the cover of doing cosplay. No, no, no it on, wasn't man. a stolen valor okay. thing because he likes to go to these conventions with okay. these hot chicks who like to dress up as, you know, uh Well, then be Master, master Chief from so, Halo. Don't try to be a he, special ops guy. He's not playing it. Off, like okay, okay. It's right, not. Right, it's right. not stolen power, but all he's right. into doing the cosplay thing, and you know, I think it's it's cool if that's what you're into. I mean, I, I like. I'm more into seeing the women who are into the cosplay. Than the I've guys. never been to a cosplay, I but I would like to because I'm such a geek. <laughs> I'm a Disney Star Wars geek. That's why I like to go. So yeah. here's what Drew does. Drew finds a picture of this guy doing cosplay as a uh, special ops veteran, and Drew attaches it to an email with a with a photo of him. You know, he's like kitted up with my, you know, weapon on me, all that over in Afghanistan or somewhere. I don't know where he was. He was like, I found the most badass picture of myself I could find next to this kid in cosplay. And he wrote in the email, sorry, bro, didn't mean to offend you. I didn't know I was talking to a fellow operator. Oh, Lord. That was true, man. He did like he didn't give a fuck. But he was so he was just so nonchalant about it. Yeah, that was a, guys like myself. I get pissed. I get pissed off, or I'm not pissed off. You can Drew. He's pissed off, but he's still the same guy as when he just wakes up in the morning. And he's just, he reminds me of Spicoli. <laughs> That's why I said, dude, you're just like Spicoli. Hey, hey, bud, what's up? It's just the same all the time. No matter if he's angry, happy, sad, make it, and you get you get a good laugh out of him. Drew but, uh, just had, he had this personality trait that um, I was actually speaking with my mom about this because we went out to dinner and she's like, this isn't, that's not necessarily a good trait to have, but it, I have it. I don't know if, you know, maybe not. you do. Drew has this, had this in that 
if if he liked you and he got along with you, you knew it. Yeah. And and if he didn't like you, he wasn't able to fake it. He wasn't able to to be like, oh, great guy. Like he he was just completely genuine. Yeah. And you know, there are people who are able to get along with everybody. But if he didn't like you, he he wasn't afraid yeah. to just be yeah. like, I don't like this guy. I as, with me, if I don't like, I just stay away from you. Yeah, because it's 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 I've been I've, I've chopped my mouth off where it's just yeah, you know, obviously you know when you go on Fox and you're gonna. Sure, sure. So angry, you're going to choke out a former president, and then the Secret Service comes. That shows my anger. That's how I can go from zero to eight hundred. Like, so if I don't like you, I just it's just best for me just to you. And honestly, you're not worth my time. I so I I was different that I am different aspect. It's like it just I'm you're not part of. My, I don't need to talk bad about, but I just leave me alone. Yeah, I, I don't I don't even want to know who you are. Lee, just get your your waste of my life. So, but Drew was like, yeah, as like I said, he's very he was to me he was very nonchalant in his. In his anger and in his happiness, it was always the same. So if he didn't like you, he, he didn't he, he didn't come out with you being just extremely angry. You could tell his facial expressions. It was something very just subtle. It was yeah. a subtle uh, just dropping like, did he just say what? I think he, <laughs> yeah, he did. He did just he just, just called me an asshole and I, and he just went right by me because it was so nonchalant. It was the same as when he was happy with you. I, I, I he he was good and he he was the reason I told you this. he. You know, software at that time, you know, they didn't, and we won't talk too so much about that. I know you, sure. unless you, we will later, maybe another show. I, again, I don't. They, they, they. I just always, feel like this is a new thing. You yeah, know? it's they, like this is. But that's had, the past. But that is where we know. Them, but so. that's where that's where that's the reason I came on. It wasn't had nothing to do with any because of there were some things that you, you as if you're an operator, you didn't really didn't want to get involved with that because it was almost like a kiss of death if you were because of that situation scenario. But when he came on. I saw a friend. I saw somebody that diligent, trustworthy. That was the be what he said. That's what we're going to do, and that's the only reason I came on and to to get involved. No, hence, luckily I did because you know Wilkow, and then that's how I got to know you. Yeah, there's always a blessing. There's always a reason. For oh that. yeah, always. They, whether yeah. you're in something bad or not, there's a reason you're there. I yeah, agree, yeah. and and that was that was that was directly really you want to say thank you to Drew because that's why yeah. we're here. Really, that's why we're here. Yeah, I was gonna say one thing that that really sucks and why I miss him is that like us doing this together is the type of thing where I would have loved to have and so, and I almost have that urge sometimes to call Drew mm-hmm. and be like, hey, hey man, like after a show like this. You wouldn't believe this podcast they just recorded with Chris. Like, he was my biggest fan and supporter. And same with him when he would say, like, you know, hey, I got to go out with these actors and, and um, oversee some stuff and tell them some CIA stuff as, yeah. you know, a uh, advisor in this work. Because he did a lot of other yeah. stuff, too. Yeah. And I, I wish I could call him and when we get out of the studio and give him the good news that we just recorded our first well, episode. Pro- I'll be honest with you, he probably would have been sitting right here. Yeah. He wouldn't have said anything. He'd just be in the corner. And like, Drew, you got anything to say? No. You're good. No, we're good. Yeah, no, we're good. All right, Drew, you quit talking so much, and we kept going. But no, that was that was that was him, definitely, definitely. And it, it was good. And I, I know there's people out there because when he when he did pass, I didn't say much about it, and I don't I don't really believe putting that out on social media. I think again, we romanticized death too damn much because of social media. I think maybe some people were upset because they knew that we were close, and maybe people I was close to him. Well, why isn't Chris say anything? Well, the reason I did is because. It's awful because I didn't – I don't want to romanticize his death. I will remember him. Believe me, I remember him every day and we're honoring him now. Uh, but 
I'm not going to go on social media. I don't do that. And I, I really don't like when people do do that, especially when it's a veteran, because to me, that romanticizes it and reminds me of, you know, saying, you know, how many people you want to see come to your funeral? Well, that's not how you want to live your life, you know? Yeah. Not saying that's what he was doing, but again, it, it does romanticize it. Here's another veteran that has passed away by by other than natural causes, um, you know, and, and I don't like that. I, I, I really speak up against that as well because there's too many, too many that doing that, whether it's due to substance or whether it's due to, you know, by your own hand, Um we romanticize that way too much. And I think a lot of veterans of social media, they, they look at that and go, well, I got nothing to live for. Well, it's my last raw. Again, I'm not saying that's what Drew's doing, but it pushes it, it pushes veterans that route. And it pushed the reason I'm saying that, guys, is because I saw that. I was pushed that way. And I had to pull myself out of it along with my wife who managed to put up with my dumb ass and was able to help me, even though we were estranged at the time, pull me out of it with my kids and stuff. And and again, a good ranger buddy of mine uh, that told me, hey, gave me the tough love I needed and didn't coddle me. Um, so, but I, I do, I do miss Drew immensely and I, I yeah. love him to death. And it, we were a lot closer than I think most people realize. I know there's some of us like, you know, and there's a few people that knew, but we were very, very, very close. And, and you know, and, and I, I, I do miss him because like he would be. If we were doing this show, dude, I guarantee even if we didn't invite him, which I would have anyway, <laughs> he would be here right next to me in his camel cut-off freaking <laughs> shorts and flip-flops and it's raining outside. Yep. Yeah, he would be right here. And it's, it's – and, 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 but God bless him. That's why we're here. Yeah. We can, we can attribute our being here to him and you and me getting to know you through, through Drew. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we miss him. And uh, we're going to have to wrap things up because we're about to get kicked out of here in 10 minutes. Spencer, so. are you kicking us out, man? <laughs> we're we're going to have to. So uh, <laughs> last things I'm going to say, and, yeah, we, we celebrate Drew. We miss him. Um, thanks so much to Andre Orlovsky for coming in. Follow Andre at Andre Orlovsky, A-N-D-R-E-I. And then we set up all of our social media. So you could follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Battleline Podcast. On Twitter, at BattleLinePod. If you want to email us, it's BattleLinePodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to keep, you know, keep at it with some great guests in the future. Well, uh, anything else before we get out of here? Anything yeah. you're plugging? Any speaking well, engagements? I, 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 speaking, honestly, the speaking goes through Kepler. Anybody that, that – and I do do a lot of public speaking – um, and it's always about leadership and courage and sacrifice, selfless service. It's just really what it is. Um, I threw Kepler Speakers Bureau. That's who books everything. So, guys, if you're coming to my websites and asking me about speaking, I'm just going to direct you to them anyway. It's 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 just fair to everybody. Um, and also they manage it, and I can't. I, I tried to manage it with a little bit of help from other people for four years, and it it's it's a drainer. But I'm with a co- company that has integrity out there, Kepler, and it's spelled K-E-P-P-L-E-R. A speakers bureau and they they take care of me jay conklin over there is one of the vps and they're anybody that's loyal to me and shows integrity i stay with and they are so i don't really push a lot because a lot of those corporate events are private sure um, but you know i have another book called patriot's, the patriot's creed. creed um 13 hours first with our which i co-wrote with the rest of the surviving annex team members of mitchell zukov fantastic it's a fantastic man. And guess what, guys? He is a liberal and he's still my friend. So it get, we can get along. All right, everybody out there. Um, and he's awesome. He's a great guy. But then I also did the Ranger Way. That's out right now. And then also the Patriots Creed. And Patriots Creed is a little different because it it's it's about – it has still has my stories in there, some other stories you may have heard about when I was deployed or, or going through in the Army uh, or even just stuff in my life. But it's, it's other guys. 
you know, we always, I was blessed to have an avenue to show what went on that night in Benghazi. I, I, and then I've also been blessed to have an avenue to show what other deployments I've been on and things. I, but there's guys that have been through just as much, if not more, that haven't been recognized. And for me, doing the Patriot Crew is a way to recognize their sacrifices and how they overcame. And what I loved about it is each one of them didn't really want to talk so much about how they got injured or their life-changing event. It was how they overcame it and what they're doing now. So it's a book about overcoming adversity. But and I think we're going to kick. Going to I think they're going to enjoy it, um, and uh, appreciate Hachette with yeah. the books to doing it. So that's out Patriots Creed, and then ChrisTonoprano.net. I got all sorts of swag if you want anything. Gear, can I say swag? I'm too old for the, swag. The shirt is awesome. I'm forty. Oh, right and uh, Tadia, Tadia actually right does my KTP stuff. They're a fantastic little company out of Knoxville, and so I, I swag. I do feel old to say swag. Let's just say clothes. I, I've gone over almost fifty. I can't say swag anymore without looking like an old. For it that's trying to be cool. You do not look fifty though. So. I, uh, thank you for saying. You that. don't. Well, it's it's that Metamucil and those dang ones at one a days that I'm taking every. <laughs> and having a hot wife really helps you stay stay young. And my four year old and my fifteen and my eleven year old. Nice young, man. Right? Yeah. So uh, check it all out. Thanks so much for checking out this first episode, guys. Let everybody know. I mean, we don't have any big corporate, you know, no. backing. So it's up to you guys to spread the word and for us to get listeners. So. Go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, get the word out. We're going to have some cool banners up that you could repost. Appreciate it. Uh, Give a little little love to Gotham. Yes, Gotham Podcast Studio out of New York. Spencer did an awesome job engineering this whole thing. Uh, Mr. Dope Pick, at Mr. Dope Pick on Instagram. Doing all the the photos. (laughs) It's awesome. Really appreciate it. And uh, We're going to have him on talking about alien. We are going to do the alien. Yes. Aliens are real, and Mr. Dopic's going to tell you all about it in one of our episodes. We're going to have. Can we do the know. Twilight Zone music instead on it when he comes on? That'll be his theme music. Sounds good. Right? I'm excited. I'm excited. You're awesome. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for checking this out. That's all for this week's Battleline podcast, but we'll be back on Monday with more American Straight Talk, so make sure you're subscribed. And keep up with the show 24-7 on Facebook and Instagram at Battleline Podcast. Also on Twitter at Battleline Pod. As always, never quit. Never quit.